going on everybody welcome back to another batman news weekly and this is a milestone episode ladies and gentlemen it is year four and this is episode 200 we are i think what eight weeks away probably from four years officially i think if my math is correct so uh yeah craziness but 200 is just a better number than 208 stupid years being 52 weeks a year uh, I don't know how we did that, um, but freaking yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 200, and what's exciting about this is we have an announcement, a big announcement for Batman News Weekly, and uh, for all of you audio listeners on Spotify or Apple or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts, we've been asking for the last few weeks to subscribe to the YouTube channel, and now there's a big reason for you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, because we're making content! We are going to be making Batman content on the Batman News Weekly YouTube channel. We are going to be doing shorts and long-form content. It is going to start out very slow. We are going to let you know that now. Don't expect a video every day or anything like that. But the goal is to hopefully give you one short and one long-form video each week on top of the podcast. But, you know, Clay is relatively new to the content game when it comes to YouTube videos. So he's still learning. So uh, it's going to be a slow burn. I also got a bunch of shit I'm doing. So we're going to roll out the content very slowly. But if it starts picking up and things start going well, uh, you know, maybe we'll up the up the production. But we are going to start out pretty slow. So there is a reason for you to hit that subscribe button now and turn on notifications because we are going to start dropping content that is all centered around Batman. Now, I do think we need to make this pretty clear. It is not going to be news content. That is why you yes. should be listening to the podcast. It is called yeah. Batman News Weekly for a reason but clay do you want to let them know what kind of content they'll be getting yes so uh this was actually a a big discussion of ours because i was like oh yeah you know we can make shorts on like the new announcements for the dcu and juice was like well that doesn't make a whole lot of sense for somebody who's going to be watching the video in like four years they already know who the next batman is right uh hopefully Uh, that's that's the way we think of things so instead what we thought hey we need to we need to have videos and content out there that's going to have longevity that's going to be timeless uh is is the word that you used so for instance uh those those iconic moments for batman you know uh i think that is uh something that we've kind of talked about the most iconic moments in batman history yeah. or uh just I'm, I'm throwing things out there so people can kind of get excited about what to what to watch and, and and look out for um you know there's ideas out there that are gonna be okay well who's the best robin and all of these mm. other things and, and and things like that so i think it will be a lot of fun i have uh some ideas out there um one of them is is gonna be very interesting to see because i think for me Mm-hmm. The, the the most interesting thing uh as me jumping into this content i know it can be kind of hectic and, and kind of toxic as far as like other sides of of youtube but i'm yeah i'm i i can't wait to see the comments on some of our videos yeah yeah i mean <laughs> i so i don't know clay's approach to doing content because uh you know clay's gonna do his own thing he's gonna give his own opinions on things Mine is going to be very juice, I will say, if I think something sucks or whatever, in my particular opinion. And that's kind of what we do here on the podcast anyways. So what you hear on the podcast, you're going to get in this content. But we're going to try to provide you uh, certain things. Like the first video will be dropping Monday. I have a video, a short that will be dropping Monday. So that's the first thing you can suspect. So definitely 
you know, hit that, uh, hit that subscribe button, but yeah, so you'll be able to see what we're going to do, but I want to cover like what you can expect from like certain runs. Like this is Tom King's run. This is Scott Snyder's run, or, you know, like this was a crazy moment by a certain character, or did you know this? And like that kind of content, it's just a place for people that want to learn about Batman that can't afford the books or that don't know a lot of stuff. They'll be able to come to the Batman news weekly channel, get all the news. If they want that to go talk to their friends about and then also learn stuff about the vast, vast history of Batman. Whether yeah, there's, there's going to be a ton of bat facts. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. So, and this isn't just about Batman. We're covering all things Batman like we do on the podcast. So there will be Nightwing videos. There will be Batgirl videos, you know, Cassandra Kane, Gordon, everything. Anything you can think of that's Batman related, we'll cover it. Um, if he's crossed over with certain people, I'm sure we'll do videos like that. So just anything that Batman has touched, we will definitely cover, kind of like we do on this podcast. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen. The big announcement on episode 200, Batman News Weekly, will be diving into content. So uh, again, last time, hit that subscribe button. So uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, um, with our announcement of content being put on this YouTube channel, Hollywood is deciding, yeah, fuck your content. We're not going to give you any content because we want writers and actors to starve and get out of their damn apartments and have to go move back to Ohio because we're not going to negotiate with them. At least that's what's coming from discussing films and what I saw on Twitter. It's insane, which is actually our first topic to talk about today. Um, So we had heard uh, earlier last week that the actress were uh the actors guild were getting ready to go on strike yes. and from what updates i have been getting uh throughout this uh last few days it does look like they are like hey this is your absolute last chance to try to negotiate with us or we're going on strike uh we had also heard that uh zaslov bob Iger, and a netflix executive were uh having a meeting with a mediator in order to negotiate with the uh with the actors guild yeah and i'm just like okay you wait until the last freaking minute to try to get a negotiator here when all you really need to do is give them the two percent of of earnings that they want like yeah we got so i don't know if you saw this this morning Mm -hmm. uh bob Iger. um there is an actual video it's a a two minute long segment of an interview where uh, Bob Iger says that the actors and writers are being uh, what does he say exactly it's it's actually really stupid on how he describes it Uh, he says they are not being realistic and it's very disturbing to him that that the actors and writers are being very unrealistic yeah um bob Iger makes 27 million dollars a year yeah i saw that he extended his contract or whatever through 2026 or something like that yeah i love how you can say somebody's being unrealistic when you make 25 or you know 20 to 7 27 million dollars a year off the backs of people that write and fucking act in your films that you manage yeah yeah, that that is capitalism at its fucking peak. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I make all this movie, but those people that actually make the machine run, oh, selfish. 
selfish. How am I going to be able to afford my fucking super yacht if I can't fucking get these minions over here to do their job? Like, it's absolutely insane. And the 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 moment that you had talked about this whole like, oh, we're going to wait them out until they're yeah. losing their houses and everything else. Well, that was it comes from a deadline article. Uh, and it was a spokesperson for the uh, executives. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is the like, I would say not even 24 hours later. Yeah. Another executive came out and was like, oh, that person doesn't represent us. We're actually trying to work our hardest to get, you know, a uh, a fair deal and blah, blah, blah. And it's come out like the writers that are out on the picket lines are making mm -hmm. videos and talking about these two statements. And they basically say, this is a fear tactic. Like, yeah. oh, you're you're going to say this and then you're going to say we're on our side. So that way we're more eager to take whatever deal that you hand us. Yeah. And that's so fucked up, dude. Yeah. That's I, so crazy. I mean, it's definitely 100% a fear tactic, right? Like that happens at like, jobs we used to work at right like people be yeah. like if you don't do this like there's going to be consequences or whatever you know everybody tries to do that it's it's a manipulation tactic that people do you know um i've been in friendships that do this i when i was a little kid was a little shit and i was like i won't be your friend like people learn that at a young age right and people mm -hmm. escalate it as they get older and they are like oh this is a way to control people or this is a way to scare people and to do what you want it's a fucked up thing to do and um like and of course big corporations don't give a fuck they care about money you know and eventually it's going to get to a point where it's like okay you know we're we're not making money if these if we're not giving these people what they want right at the end of the day still giving the writers and stuff what they want residuals or whatever it's still not going to be anything compared to what these executives are making you know what i mean these executives are making millions upon millions of dollars and uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think if you sell, I mean, this is a long time ago, so maybe prices have changed, but I think like selling a screenplay or something like that was like 10K for a writer, maybe. Yeah. That ain't shit in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. 10K, that ain't even paying your rent for the year. So, like, you know, and how long is a screenplay, right? Depending on how fast you write and how well you write, not everybody can be Stephen King and write a novel in a night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, I don't know. That could be somebody's whole year and they only get paid 10K for their one project. Like, and that's why some people I think are in these writer rooms, right? They're like, oh yeah, I can help on other shows, get a steady paycheck, yada, yada. And I think those are the people that will suffer the most. Like, you know, we saw Colin Farrell on the picket line. He's going to be fine. You know, it doesn't matter. He's going to be okay. So are some of these other people that have had shows in syndication and shit, they're going to be fine. Um, but it's the people that you don't know about that will be like, well, I can't keep living in LA. It would be nice. This is funny. If billion, we all know billionaires like Elon Musk, Zuckerberg, all them, they care about clout, right? They're just really shitty at being able to get it. Elon had it and fucking ruined it. But I feel like if you're a billionaire, if you want to get some brownie points right now, you'd be like, oh, for, uh, if, you know, big executives want to do that. I will totally buy out a whole apartment building and you guys can stay there rent free. Like, you know, you could do something that, like that would be and be like, wild. hold out as long as you want. I have free apartments for you guys. Because after that, you still own the apartment building, right? Like after they all yeah. fucking move out, you're like, all right, y'all are out. I'm going to rent this shit. And you just give them fucking free board. And they're like, all right, now you just got to take care of your food. 
And then how is that? Like fucking billionaires foods for nothing. Like, oh yeah, ham sandwiches all day, every day. Like that's cheap shit for them, you know? <laughs> like, so I think if you wanted to get some brownie points, if you're a billionaire out there and you want to support this shit, like everybody be like, oh, because that's the that's the one thing I will say that I've noticed about the internet. If you do something crazy nice, a lot of people be like, maybe he's not so bad. There are those people that are like, oh, hello, let's not forget. Let's not forget every bad thing they've done, which that's how it should be. It's like doing one nice thing doesn't negate everything you do. But I'm just saying, if you are in the, you know, the clout chasing mentality and you got money, this would be something to do. Just come out and be like, oh, I'll support anybody that fucking needs support. Like, because, you know, after you get to a certain point, like money seems kind of like meaningless when you can buy whatever you want. Um, so why not do something crazy? But I did think that was kind of fucked up when I heard it. I was just like, God damn, that's cutthroat. And maybe yeah. it's because they've been through it before, right? So the studios are like, look, may- I don't know if they thought they got the worst end of the deal during that first writer strike, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But now it seems like, oh, we're not going to do that again. Or maybe they feel like, you know, the writers are, you know, kind of asking for too much. But to say that, um, what did they say? It was crazy. Or what did Iger say? What was his words? That it was. Uh, uh, it, it was uh disturbing it was it was disturbing that they are being how how it's disturbing how unrealistic yeah their demands are being right now yeah i don't know the only one that i thought was probably a little weird that i think you can slide on was adding more writers if more like episodes showed up or something like that i'm like I feel like if you just get the team at the start, I don't see why you would have to add more stuff. Now, I did read over the course of the last few weeks that a lot of people don't take into account that like when you're on set, you have to be there in case they want to change something. And I was like, okay, maybe that's why they want to add more writers. But I think at the same time, I would feel uncomfortable as a writer bringing on somebody new if they wanted to make changes like that. I'm like, I was the one writing this show. Why would I want to bring somebody else on new? Because maybe that's why a lot of these shows suck after a while, because they bring in new writers. And it's like, no, 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 no. Well, who are you? Fucking we're moving from, you know, Tynan to Zadarsky. Like, it's so drastic, you know, like, I think it's kind of bad. But uh, I don't know. It's funny that we're hearing all this writer strikes and it doesn't seem like it's affecting Superman legacy in any way. No, it, it not really. And and really real quick before we jump yeah. into the the next topic, I do want to say that uh with the eve of the actress strike, mm-hmm. the things that they cannot do, and the reason why we've uh said it before, uh San Diego Comic Con is so basically dead, is yeah. uh uh it says here actors will not be allowed to film any movie or TV productions clearly take part in any press junkets or film premieres so red carpets are dead yeah. uh and then they cannot promote anything at san diego comic-con and will be advised not to attend at all yeah. uh so uh any promotion and and that is why uh if people were so curious at as of why we as a you know film community uh mm-hmm. got like six trailers yesterday it's yeah. because studios were like, hey, this is probably the only promotion we're going to be able to get. So let's throw yeah. it all out there now. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, Comic-Con is going to be straight comics, it feels like, which is kind of cool. Um, but at the same time, if you've ever been to Comic-Con, you're just like, that's yeah, going to be a lot of empty space. Yeah. So I'm curious on how it's going to feel. Uh, I will be there for two days. So um, I guess my only goal is... I felt like I wanted to ask Tom King something um, in regards to old stuff. So maybe I'll come up with something. I, I don't know. I feel like I want to, I want to ask somebody and be like, yo, what's the deal with Batcat? Like, why can't they be together? 
Like, I want to see if he'll answer that question. Um, so, because uh, I know him and Mitch are doing like a special Supergirl cover or something like that that you could buy, which I've bought in Mitch's stuff in the past. Uh, I have his Mr. Miracle one. Um, yeah. Depending on the Supergirl one looks, I might get it. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty crazy stuff. And uh, yeah, Comic-Con, I don't know what's going to be there. Now, I'm curious, what if, like, what if celebrities have other things that to promote? Like, like, what if they were doing a comic book? Like, Keanu Reeves has a comic book. Can he, he can go be- to, yeah, can he go to Comic-Con? He can go to Comic-Con to promote his comic. Yeah. But he can't say anything about his Netflix adaptation about that comic. Mm. You know, that, yeah. w- that would be the difference. Okay. Uh, so, uh, for instance, in that case, uh, I know that there has been several actors, comedic actors, who have turned into writers for Marvel. Yeah. Um, they could talk about those comics, but they cannot talk about any TV production that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Comic-Con is going to be very interesting because I tried to get out of it. Um, Comic-Con does have a cancellation fee before cancellation policy before June 1st. And I just realized recently that I was like, yeah, I kind of want to go. I would like to save the money, but I cannot get out of that without blowing $600. So I'm like, might as well just go. Even if I don't go to Comic-Con, I can go to fucking San Diego Zoo or do some crazy shit over there in San Diego. So might as well use a vacation True. out of it. Um, I'm, I'm going to preview night because I, I am a consumer. I like to buy shit. Um, I'm hoping there'll be better, better anime stuff than there was at Anime Expo. So uh, I'm going to be checking for that. Uh, but for the most part, there also is some Batman exclusives that I might buy, maybe turn around, see if I can get a profit on them. Because uh, I know you're like limited to buying like one. So people that can't go to Comic-Con like to buy that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I might, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I am definitely going for at least one day for sure. Uh, but yeah, so going on from that news, a lot of Superman Legacy news has come out. And it is uh, kind of... I don't want to say that I'm negative on it, but I am definitely like worried about it. Because I said Clay instantly was like, dude, you said something exactly that I was like, oh, calling out. Um, but I am worried. And I think other people in the Discord too are are kind of worried about it as well. Now, Gunn has reassured a lot of fans with the same uh because there's a lot of people. Cause yeah. the cause the one thing that I said, um, mm-hmm. for people who don't know, um, Hawk Girl, Green Lantern, specifically Guy Gardner, mm-hmm. Mr. Terrific, and also uh, Metamorpho are going to be in the Superman Legacy movie. Yeah. And with these announcements, everybody, Juice included, were like, yep. man, you might as well make this a Justice League movie. And I literally said, as soon as Metamorpho was announced, I uh, sent it to a group of my friends. I was like, watch. Next thing you're going to see is people saying, Oh man, this is getting out of hand. Might as well make it a yeah. Justice League movie. And literally, not even a minute later, yeah. I get a Discord notification with you saying, "Man, this is just be a Justice League movie." Yeah, <laughs> because that's what it feels like. Like it's not. We're not getting castings for other people. Like because I was thinking when we got um when we got some of those castings for Mister Terrific, right? I saw the photos in Discord. I didn't read the Variety article. So I was all like, yeah. oh, you know, because I thought they were going to continue like the Supergirl thing. You know how like, uh, what's his name? Jimmy Olsen was black and Supergirl. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe they're continuing that, right? Maybe they want to like convert Jimmy Olsen to being like a black character. 
And I was like, so that's who Mr. Terrific was. I thought he was going to be like Jimmy Olsen. And I thought they were just hiring like other people like to be, because my thing was, I was like, this is going to be a Superman movie. It's going to be a Superman movie. We're going to focus on Superman and we're going to, you know, see how he lives in the world. I wasn't expecting four Justice League members to be announced. And then everybody's making this joke about Guy Gardner. And I'm like, what the fuck is everybody talking about? So I go to Twitter and I read the article and it's all like Nathan Fillion is going to be Guy Gardner. And I'm like, what? I'm like, that's such a weird casting. And my thing is like, I instantly think, and it was funny because we had some discourse in the Discord about, I guess people both see Nathan Fillion differently. Some people see him as the funny guy, which is what I do because everything I see him in, he's usually the funny guy. And other, other people saw him as a serious actor. And I was just all like, huh? In what? Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. so some people are like, this is the perfect casting. And I'm like, I was like, I just don't think Nathan Fillion is a super douche. And I need Guy Gardner to be a super douche. And so that's the weirdest casting out of all of them for me. I, I also want to just laugh at the fact that I knew this post was coming, but when mm -hmm. Nathan Fillion was casted as Guy Gardner, somebody posted James Gunn firing Finn Whitrock as Guy Gardner just yeah. to hire one of his friends as is a new low. It's just insane. Yeah, I saw that. Um, it's, it's funny because you, this all started with the whole idea of James Gunn hiring his wife to be mm -hmm. in several movies that he's made. It's just like, that's what people do. Like, if yeah. I was a film writer, I would, you know, do everything that I can to, you know, see if I can get a friend or be like, you know, if I was a director or an actor, be like, oh, hey, you need an extra? Throw yeah. this person in here, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, James Gunn has, he's talked about this before because, like, he quote tweeted somebody who's being like, somebody was like, for everybody that talks shit about James Gunn casting his friends, look at Nolan, look at Scorsese, look at Spielberg. They all hire the same people. The dude that's in Oppenheimer has been in every Christopher Nolan film. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So, like, you so is, like, Michael Caine is in, like, a majority of stuff. You can't talk shit on James Gunn because he's hiring his people he knows. When you work with somebody you like, you want to keep working with them. Because unless you've been in this industry, granted, we're in a smaller bubble in this industry. Some people fucking suck to work with. Like, I have genuinely worked with some people. I'm like, you don't carry your weight. You are just here to try to get the clout. You're not putting in the work. I don't want to fucking work with you. I'm pretty sure that's worse than Hollywood. I'm pretty sure Hollywood's like, I'm just here to be a star. I don't want to fucking do this. Whereas when you find people that you genuinely want to work with, you're going to keep working with them. And that's just yeah. James Gunn, like any other director in Hollywood. But because they have the whole Snyder cult and there's all people in Marvel and yada, yada, yada. James Gunn's going to be put on a fucking different pedestal that's on fire. So like, I don't know. It, it's really dumb. I do. I just, I didn't, you know, even if it's his friend, I don't care about James Gunn's friends. I just thought the guy Gardner was a weird casting. Like I, I will say uh, Nathan Fillion wouldn't have been my first choice mm -hmm. for guy, but he wouldn't be my first choice for Hal. And the reason being is I said in the discord that Hal Jordan is the leading guy. He is the first Green Lantern of Earth. Mm -hmm. He's going to need to have a name attached to him yeah. when being uh, put onto the big screen. Nathan Fillion is a well-known actor. 
-hmm. But in today's time, people who are consuming the most out of, you know, what's coming out in theaters, they're probably not very well versed in what Nathan Fillion has been involved in. Yeah. Um, So, you know, and for the longest time, there was rumors of Tom Cruise being Hal Jordan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't know if that is, you know, still trying to, you know, be a thing or not. But it's basically Top Gun with powers for real. But that would be the bigger name. That would be the bigger draw to a Green Lantern movie starring Hal Jordan. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think that is okay um, for for Nathan Villian to be Guy Gardner. Um, I think my Gardner, Guy Gardner would have been Hawk from Titans. Because he can play a douchebag. Because uh, uh, I think I, Rick, uh, yeah, Rickman, Rickman, Rickman. Yeah, I don't know. Because uh, he, because I find Guy Gardner as like a built dude. Like he's got muscle. He's just a douchebag. And if yeah. you've ever seen Blue Mountain State, he's a great douchebag. Oh, he's so funny. In yeah. That show. Um, I think uh that is uh I'm pretty sure that was Arwitz's choice for Batman in the DCU. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, but <laughs> I I think he's a great. He could probably be a good Red Hood. Oh, I think so. I think yeah. he'd be a, a cool so, Red Hood. Uh, um, I would. Uh, but he he knows how to do comedy. He knows how to be a douchebag. But he could also be intimidating, which I think Guy Gardner can have his moments. Yeah, um, for sure. My thing is is James Gunn has. I think he made this joke that he was like, I just cast him as Guy Gardner to put him in a bowl cut. Yeah, the bowl cut makes me scared that he's gonna try to make him funny and that's what i'm worried about i think for me because the the biggest thing of uh about this and Mm -hmm. a lot of people are like okay like how much screen time are these people gonna be making like is it even gonna be worth it like is it gonna be too little or is it gonna be too much and gun said here um because somebody on threads asked or, or said I'm a little worried to film. Uh, uh, I'm a little worried the film will focus too much on setting up other superhero movies. Will the other superheroes have a big impact on the story, or will they just have a small part in the story? I will trust you. Uh, you'll do something clever with it because Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad felt so disconnected from everything else in their respected franchises. And Gunn said, "I've never used one movie to set up another movie." The characters are there because they help tell Superman's story. Uh, Not so we can set up separate projects in the franchise. Superman and Lois are the very clear protagonists. Yeah. So that plus his uh, somebody else had said something to him. uh, And he basically said that, hey, you know, Clark has his world metropolis Mm -hmm. lois jimmy perry white and then superman has his world with all the other superheroes in it Mm -hmm. so why would i not tell a story with both perspectives Mm -hmm. and that makes sense um because one of the biggest things that we heard and we've said this before is that this movie is going to introduce superman in a world that already has superheroes developed in it Mm -hmm. so i think that yes, you're going to have to see superheroes to understand that that is how this world, this new universe works. Yeah. Um, and now you uh, had this theory that, hey, I think you, you said, th- you know, a, a big villain is going to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Justice League is going to attempt to 
defeat it. Uh, they're going to suck at it. They're going to lose. And then Superman's going to save the day. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there is a uh, out there grain of salt, you know, idea of what the plot is. Mm-hmm. Of course, it comes from Grace Randolph. So again, pinch of salt. Yeah. It says here, she says, ah, okay, here we go. Superman legacy is a conflict in the Middle East. Superman wants to stop it one way and the other heroes disagree. Lex Luthor is also trying to negotiate peace his own way. And the authority was just a misdirect. It's actually a JSA type team or actually the actual JSA. And so my friend said, oh, so guns making black Adam. And I was like, don't say that. Don't don't ever say that. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like that. Why why are we always got to make the Middle East the bad guys? You know what I mean? Granted, granted, they got some people over there doing some bad things. But, like, it doesn't always got to be the bad guy. It's like when every time they go to Mexico, they put that filter on it. The desert filter. It's like, bro, Mexico's colorful as fuck. Like, nobody knows. Or same thing when they go to, like, New Mexico. It's like, that's not the way it looks, man. We got blue skies and shit. Like, you got to always make it look all deserty. So, like, I I don't understand that. But, um... It's like kind of ridiculous. So I figured, oh, it's Brainiac. Like you have Brainiac come to the world and they're just like, oh shit, the Justice League tries to stop them and they get destroyed. And then Superman's the one that fucking saves the day. My, I mean, I guess you could do it a little bit. My thing is I don't want Superman to show up and just show that the other heroes are chump change. You know what I mean? That's what I don't want. Cause like, I'm like, Oh man, probably there's going to be a galactic problem. They're going to come guy Gardner, all these other people can't do anything. And then Superman shows up and beats the shit out of the, the bad guy. And that's probably how he's introduced right into the, you know, justice league world. Uh, I wouldn't want that because I want the heroes to be able to hold their own, you know? Yeah. Um, but if you're doing some middle East thing, like, I don't know, that's kind of weird. Um, I don't know what they would be trying to do. Granted, I know Superman's tried to, um, like, I know was it a cartoon where he like takes all the nukes out of the world or some shit like that? No, that was uh, Superman Four. <laughs> was it? I thought that was a cartoon where he takes all the nukes too. Was um, I wrong about that? Or maybe a comic or something? I don't know. I feel like he's gathered all the nukes before, and I haven't watched the other Superman movies. So yeah, no, it it was uh, Christopher Reeves. Uh, uh, Christopher Reeves, sorry. Um, he in Superman four, um, he was like, Hey, you know, instead of just like trying to get these people to, you know, humans mm-hmm. to, you know, live peacefully amongst each other, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, convince them all to get rid of all the nukes. Yeah. And so they, they get rid of all the nukes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. He throws them into the sun. Not a very smart choice, but you know, yeah. it, he yeah. throws them all into the sun. Yeah, um, kind of probably hit him on another planet or something. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, I think um, I thought it would be something like that. Uh, we'll see what happens. It will be very interesting to see how he's introduced into the world with other superheroes. Because, yeah, yeah I don't know. Obviously, if there's other heroes already, he would have to know about it. And I mentioned this comment because uh, we'll have we'll, somebody asks us this later in the in the questions section. But um, I had made a comment about the new Superman show on 
I don't know how Superman wouldn't be outed in today's day and age with cell phones everywhere. Yeah. As a kid. Like, if he's learning how to do his powers and stuff, there ain't no way that you don't see crazy shit happening on a farm. Like, you're just like, what the, where are these lasers coming from? What the fuck? Like, it's just, you don't get away with that. You know what I mean? And yeah. that cartoon makes his airplane that crashed fucking massive. Yeah. I'm like, how did nobody see that? Like, that makes it, no sense. I, I love the show. Uh, new episodes are coming out uh, every Friday. Um, yeah. And it's next day on Max. So if yeah. people... Uh, don't know that they can always uh, watch it on Max. Um, it's it's great. Uh, I love the the animation style, the new take on the hero, um, the Sailor Moon transformation was awesome, mm -hmm. uh, and is very reminiscent of. There's there's so many Easter eggs already yeah. in that show, but in regards to this uh, Superman Legacy, uh, the idea of him, you know, coming in to save the day. Uh, Gunn has also confirmed that there is not going to be an origin story for Clark. Yeah. Uh, so we're not going to see Krypton explode. Uh, well, he, I guess he didn't say that. We won't see his true origin because mm -hmm. he said, I feel like we've already seen his origin. And then he also said it won't be a Metropolis origin. It's not going to be his first day at the planet. He's going to be already like a year or two into his career. Okay. So we're just going to be like placed in the middle of this world but like this i feel like is a good thing because we're treating it as we are treating how people know batman like everybody mm -hmm. knows batman clearly everybody knows superman so i think this is a smart move in regards to the questions and everything else i guess it it moves on to like how the rest of the story is going to be told in sequels and stuff really mm -hmm. um because there, I, I guess you just need to really focus on origins of characters that other people have never heard of before, like mm -hmm. Mr. Terrific. Like, I think you'll need to, you know, sum up something to, to get his origin story out there. And I don't know if you knew this, uh, the girl who's playing Hawk Girl, do you know who mm -hmm. she is? Dora, Dora, yeah, yeah, yeah. our Black Panther, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was our Black Panther. Um, oh, yeah, shit. no, I saw that, and then Mr. Terrific is. The guy that everybody called bullshit in X Men because he was supposed to be able to adapt to everything and he he died. Yeah, like, uh, everybody called oh, that bullshit. Shit. I I can't remember his his name in in the X Men comics. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's he's supposed to literally like adapt Never to died. anything yeah. and survive, uh, and he he ended up dying. Uh, yeah. And then everybody's like, yeah, he's gonna get such a better chance to be a hero here. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to do great. I think it's going to be really, really cool. Yeah. I would have probably, if they're not going to, I don't know if they're going to recast Hawkman or not, Um, but I would have made him Mr. Terrific if if he wasn't going to be Hawkman again. Yeah. Because um, I think he would have been cool. But I like that, that um, you know, I haven't, they did use the that dude's photo from X-Men. I don't know how he looks today. So I haven't seen an updated photo because that's what, like 10 years ago? so yeah just about yeah yeah so i haven't seen how he looks today so maybe uh he looks pretty badass i don't know um but yeah uh so yeah superman legacy all these all this information i was like what the fuck is happening um i do think the casting for metamorpho is good um that guy is pretty cool what before we move on the one discussion we have that we do disagree about that i want to talk about is you said we i was like i don't think um 
the castings are, you know, the castings are kind of weird. Uh, let me actually talk about what I said exactly. Because you say that they need a big name for Superman Legacy to bring people to the theaters and all that kind of stuff. I said, didn't didn't work with Michael Keaton. And you're like, Michael Keaton's not as big as anymore. And you're like, the guy from Barry's pretty big. I disagree. Uh, we're, so we're in a disagreement on what's big here. But mm-hmm. I kind of want to point out, I think I will submit to the theory if Blue Beetle is a success. Because I don't think that getting a big name is going to help DC. I just genuinely don't. Um, and Blue Beetle has two really big names in it. Sholo, I forget, Mato Winda, I always forget how to say his last name. He's huge when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, um, Cobra Kai. Like their yeah. audience, that that show died on YouTube and they're like, no, 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 it's so popular, Netflix is going to take it. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's huge. They have a big audience. You would think him alone should be able to carry the movie. Then they got George Lopez, who also has another sitcom going on right now. And he's yeah. been popular forever. So those are big names. If that movie bombs, I think your theory of the big names thing is bullshit and doesn't work for DC anymore. So, because, oh, so are you saying specifically with just DC or yeah, just, just with DC? No, 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 not okay. in Hollywood in general because DiCaprio will carry something, Nolan will carry something like those names mean something. But in DC, Snyder fans are never gonna watch another movie, like they're just never going, they're oh, gonna die in their graves. Yeah, they're gonna die in their graves until fucking Snyder comes back somehow. Um, then you have. The Marvel people that are probably like, DC is too dark for me. I need my jokes. You know, that's probably, they're probably not going to watch anything. And then a lot of people are just burned out on superhero movies. And then you have the little handful of DC people that go and watch the movies, but we ain't, we're not enough to make the box office do anything. So like, my thing is, I don't think a big name can save DC right now. And so that's why I think it doesn't matter. I... Superman Legacy will be the catalyst to see if DC just needs to go away. Because if that movie fails, Superman Legacy, if it does not do well at the box office, that means nobody can save DC. And we just need to pack it away, put it in a vault for 10 years, and then try again later. Because it's just not going to work. God damn. It's just not going to work. Because I think, we've talked about this a million times on the podcast already, Gunn fucked up with what he said in that video. Like, he fucked up. But what about our conversation about when all of this was announced? You got to stick to the plan. You got to keep. You got to just push through. You yes, I agree. You got to push through, and they're going to. But I'm just saying, if James Gunn, because we, I said from the start, the real show is going to be James Gunn's Superman. Like that is going to mm-hmm. be the first test because I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, because when that video came out, everybody automatically said, so these four movies don't matter. That was the first thing people started saying. They're like, no, no, no. He says Flash is going to reset it. We were very optimistic. I'm not optimistic after seeing the ending of the Flash. I'm just like, "Mm, yeah. And he did continue this week to uh, tell people, hey, Blue Beetle is, you know, a part of the DCU. You know, this is this is still an important character. Yeah, Um, I believe it when I see it, um, because I don't know if there's going to be an after credit scene there that does something wild. You know what I mean? I don't know what Gunn's doing. Again, he's he's been very unclear from what he said in that video. He said Flash resets things. You know, now Blue Beetle's the first character, but it's not a film, and Superman's gonna be the first film. Yeah, yeah. We we already discussed all of that shit. But my thing is, is if we we're assuming Aquaman's gonna flop already, right? Because we're hearing so many awful things about it. 
Yeah. So we're assuming that's going to flop. Um, we didn't think Flash was going to flop as bad as it did. I was thinking, all right, maybe flop, you know, maybe it gets 400, 500 million. Like, I think that'd be a kind of a success. But, you know, people were like, it should be a billion dollar movie. Didn't get anywhere close to that. So super nope. flop. I'm, I hope Blue Beetle breaks out and I hope Blue Beetle's different and I hope Blue Beetle because there's nothing wrong with Blue Beetle right now. Like, they, he, they're, you know, no scandals, no anything crazy. Um, only thing I could be is like the only people I feel like aren't going to watch Blue Beetle are people that hate Mexicans. Like, that's the only thing that like, I'm not watching that movie, you know? Yeah. So, like, that's the only thing. There's no other reason why people shouldn't be interested in watching Blue Beetle unless they don't care about superheroes, which is totally fine. But, um, Again, if that movie flops, then what? Like, okay, all right. Then we're just going to be like, okay, we're, you know, we're, we, it has to be Superman. Superman has to be the new thing. But if we keep getting flops in a row, why do we think it would automatically change with James Gunn? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's my thing. Like, I, I hope James Gunn, I believe in the vision. I think he's being, he's murkying the waters right now. But I never thought these four movies were going to bomb this bad. And so, like, I it's it's hard for me to think that people are just waiting for Superman Legacy and not watching these films. And I just don't know. I don't know. And I don't know the kind of following these new actors have that are coming in. And maybe it'll be a refresh. But I just feel like, I don't know, if people aren't watching these DC films right now, which we've said are pretty decent films. Like Shazam was good. Flash was good. But people are like, no, not going to watch it. Um, I just, it's hard for me to believe that that would automatically just change, um, because it's still part of the same universe. Whereas the one thing that has been, or I should say the two things that have been successful recently for DC are two films that are not connected, which is Joker and the Batman. Right. And people are like, oh yeah, these aren't connected to the stuff I don't like. Um, I can go watch this because these aren't shitting on Snyder. You know, this isn't hurting my daddy's legacy. So it's just like, you know, the people watch those things differently. Um, and then, you know, we're here. We, I think we talked about it last week or the week before the splitting the universes. Now you're going to have people being like, Oh, I only watch the Reeves verse. I don't watch the gun verse. It's just like, that's going to make things worse. Um, so I don't know, man. I think we're, I think all the bags, all the eggs will be in the basket for Superman legacy. They will continue. But I mean, before we did the, the gun thing, what was your, your like doomsday, you know, prediction was like, oh, Zaslov is so bad. Uh, this company's going to get sold in three years and we're going to restart everything. Yeah. So, I mean, that that could be a possibility too. That that could know. be a possibility only for the fact that like, if this writer's... Because the one thing that we didn't mention in, in the strike conversation is that uh, these executives are wanting to wait out until October to have any negotiations with the writers. Yeah. Uh, that's six months out uh, from the initial start of the strike. Um, and if they do that, like we need to understand that the first half of 2024, mm-hmm. um, possibly even all of 2024 is going to be very, very limited in the content that is put out there for people yeah. to actually consume. Yeah. Um, a lot of reruns would be all over TV and stuff like that. Advertisers. I want to know how much advertisers can put pressure on executives. Cause that's where everything comes from. Right. Yeah. You know, they could be like, Hey, pay these fuckers. Cause we want to spend money on shit and we don't want to spend it on reruns. So like, um, but also at the same time, do studios have the power? They're like, you got products to sell and we got content and we're airing the content. So it's either fucking air your shit or not, you know? So, um, it'll be very interesting. 
to see what happens. Um, I'm, I'm, I just need Gunn to give me hope with Batman. That's it. Just give me that. I don't give a fuck about anything else. Like, show me who Batman's going to be and explain the fucking ending to the Flash. And I'm back on board. It's just the Flash thing has rubbed me the wrong way the whole time. And I'm just like, fix it, Gunn. Um, but I do think that they're gonna they're gonna pull through. I I do think that we will. I don't know. I do think if Flash, I mean not Flash, if Superman bombs, like if it were to bomb like the Flash, which I don't think it will, but if it were to bomb, I think it puts some of those other projects. If they're not in the works, I think it puts a lot of them in jeopardy. Like Paradise, I feel like Paradise could easily be scrapped. Like they'll just be like, no, we're not gonna do that after all. Um, and maybe like Booster Gold probably scrap that and they'll be like all right we're only gonna go with uh, we're gonna go with swamp thing because that's james mangold uh we're gonna do uh batman we're definitely doing that and i could see some of those projects get cut if superman does not do well because yeah. i think right now gun does have a buffer with zaslov because he probably said like look if we're coming in here the first film's gonna be superman like that's the first thing you can judge me off of you can't judge me off of these other films which i think is a smart play for gun but if Zaslav is Mr. Cutthroat and Gunn doesn't deliver on that first film, I think it can cause him to some questions. He's like, hey, man, like, what happened? Like, you were making bank for Marvel. Uh, I, I, that's what I was paying for. What, what's going on here, you know? So yeah. we'll see, man. Um, but all, all we can do right now is, I mean, we still, we're going to be talking about this for another two years, you know? I, until, here's the thing. We can't even say, just wait until the, tra- the trailer drops. Because a lot of people will go gaga over trailers and don't fucking show up to the theaters for DC. Yeah. So it's just like, we'll never know until that movie is out, which is two years from now. So, yeah. you know, it fucking sucks. We'll be talking about it for another two years. Uh, but moving on from that, uh, now this is, I think, another grain of salt rumor, right? Yeah. This Huntress foreign film. Um, I believe you said they're looking at people from Korea for this, or what was the purpose yeah, of this? So, uh, this comes from DCEU leaks. So, again, grain of salt. It says, as we tease in our AMA, we can exclusively report that a Huntress film in early development is an early development for the DCU. There is a twist, however, and that twist is that this is a foreign language film, the film will be in Korean. And DC Studios is looking for a Korean director. It says here also this information uh, predates My Time to Shine as it was teased before. It was likely a guess on their part also since we had ruled out Black Canary and they weren't aware of that twist. Um, Now, I will say DCEU leaks is very, very spotty. Mm -hmm. Again, grain of salt. Uh, They are more misses when it comes to things like this. Uh, but the concept, um, you said something very interesting, uh, when I posted this into the discord, you said that if it is true, this is clearly something that, uh, uh, WB and DC studios is doing in order to bypass the writers and the actors strike, uh, which is, is a very interesting take. Yeah, so um, there was an article that came out not too long ago. Um, it's probably been a few weeks now, but that Netflix has been diving a lot into the Korean market to still get content done because um, they had success with Squid Game, right? They're doing the Squid mm-hmm. Game reality show. Uh, they're doing Squid Game 2. And they're like, well, why not? Let's just dive into that market. They, It's probably cheaper 
you know, I'm assuming that's another reason why they're doing that too, because they don't have to deal with all the like, you know, unions and all that stuff in America. So like, why don't we just pay, you know, Korean studios to do our content for us because people are loving it. Um, I've watched some streamers. Some streamers have mentioned how like their partners or whatever are only watching these Korean dramas on Netflix. So that's like a big part of their revenue now. Um, so maybe DC is seeing that and they're like, oh, we can bypass these union things because technically the Korean studios are not a part of SAG and all these other kind of things. So yeah. one, I think the concept is interesting. Like, you know, a superhero in a different country. Like, I'm curious on how they get to America or how they're even tied to DC or anything like that. Um, Huntress, I do feel like is one of those characters you could just kind of change that origin and it'd still be Huntress, you know? Um I don't know how she would get to America or I don't know what would be the case on how she would work with Batman or go to Gotham or whatever. Maybe uh, if, if we are going with Huntress's like original origin where her family is murdered, you know, the whole Bertinelli thing, you could have her become Huntress in Korea and the person she needs to kill is in Gotham. And maybe they go to Gotham eventually, you know, that could be something. And so you could have her whole film, like her hunting people down and then it ends with like, oh, the guy you're looking for isn't here. Like, he's moved to America. And then it just kind of hints at, like, oh, I need to go to Gotham now. And maybe that's how she crosses paths with Batman. Could do some shit like that. But yeah. I wouldn't mind it. I think that would be kind of cool to have, like, an actress. I mean, shit, give me, give me that chick from Squid Game. The main female? Oh, yeah. Huntress. Bada bing, bada boom. I do think that this might be, um, I don't know if she's Korean, but James Gunn's friend palmy or um oh, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. her name uh i could see her being huntress so maybe you know because she was the cutesy person in guardians maybe she wants to be a badass and huntress could be the badass so that would be pretty cool now she did tease because she is currently uh on the uh press tour for uh mission impossible uh mm. the part one of this final movie um she has said that her and gun have been talking about her role in the dcu so yeah it, it is very clear that she is going to be a part of it yeah but will she be a part of something he's doing which would that's why i kind of thought she might be lois lane um but they could have yeah. went a different route there um so i'm i'm curious if it's something he will do or he will be a part of um or if she's just like you know he'll just bring her into the studio um but yeah, I don't know. I'm very curious on where they're going to go with it. I think it's cool. I mean, DC did say they want to just make good films, right? So um, I think that'll hopefully be the saving grace, even if the you know universe gets kind of convoluted with storytelling. Um, I think if you give me good films, I'm always down for good films. But um, it does seem kind of interesting. But I do feel like that's kind of a way to bypass. They're like, we need to get something out. Like, yeah. You know, if, if we're going to like if the studio secretly does have in their mind, they're like, we're waiting till October to even negotiate or start negotiations. That means this thing could go till because October is really like close to Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. So, like, I doubt they're going to be want to negotiate during the holidays. So they're going to be like, eh, we'll just wait for the holidays to pass and we'll pick this up in January. Like, that's crazy because Superman Legacy is supposed to start filming in January. So, yeah, you know, um, I'm very interested to see where that where that goes. But I could see the Korean market being uh, a way to bypass everything that's kind of going on in America. At least as it seems like what Netflix is doing. 
And Zaslav kind of gives off the vibe that, you know, if he's like, I can find it somewhere else, I'll go somewhere else. Um, might be interesting to do uh, like Asian Superman in Japan or wherever he's actually located. That'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah. You know, do some of those kind of characters um, because I don't know. I think that be, be, might be pretty awesome. By the way, did you see the Godzilla minus one trailer? Dude. Dude, that, that looks, looks way more interesting than any Godzilla we've ever got. Yeah. It, yeah. It's so I will say this. Um, the uh, overseas Godzilla yeah. movies, their Godzilla looks so silly when you see them. Because, yeah. like, especially now with the modern technology, they use more CGI instead of like the original suit yeah. that they used to use for Godzilla. But it is unhinged, and it's yeah. like, hey, this is how terrifying Godzilla should be, yeah. and that's how they perceive him, uh, especially in this minus one yeah. uh, uh, the, uh, teaser trailer, whatever. It looks wild. Yeah, uh, I like Godzilla being the villain. At least that's how it feels here. Granted, I think he's always a hero, right? Because he does fight face Mothra and stuff. But yeah. like, as a human, as a bug is what we we would be to Godzilla. Yeah. I'd be like fuck both of these monsters. Like what the fuck my house. Like Yeah. You know. And and recently they've been portraying Godzilla as like so originally classically he's like this green reptilian thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it has to do anything with like the actual storytelling of the of the movies. Mm -hmm. But like the last one he was like black and red and like cracks all over him and like his freaking fire breath was like purple and shit like yeah. it it went wild and this one he's more like corroded and like grayish like he has like a brown like dirt tone to yeah. him it, it looks crazy yeah just a teaser we reacted to it on uh on the stream last night and um yeah it looks pretty cool just and i gotta say like because i know i mentioned this before i thought it was terrible the way they made uh the guy say it in in the american godzilla movie but the way japanese people say godzilla just but in english sounds so much cooler than americans saying godzilla like yeah. it just seems cooler and I'm just like, because when the the female narrates, uh, the female actress narrates Godzilla minus one, it just sounds dope. It just seems like an anime. I'm just like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, but no, it looks cool. Like, um, I'm curious to see where it's going to go. Are we getting that in America, though? Uh, I If we do, it'll be a Fathom event. Yeah. Um, usually how it goes is they'll have a pretty significant run um, overseas. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, there is a theater inside of a mall in Japan mm -hmm. um, that has a giant prosthetic Godzilla. Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it looks wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like uh, one of the things that you can go do. I think it's like across from a karaoke bar, too. And I think I've seen people go to the karaoke bar. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, fucking Japan's definitely on my list of traveling one day. Um, but anyways... That was cool. What do you think of the Wonka trailer? Kind of lame. It's uh, Timothy Chalamet is super cringy, um, right? That's what I thought too. He he has this because for one, the very first line in the trailer is a direct quote from the original movie. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like stop that, reverse it, and it's just yeah. like 
no just like stop it there yeah i'm ending this trailer this needs to go in the trash and a lot of people have said this looks like a high school musical play um like it 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 looks like it's built on a on a theater stage um and not like in an actual studio yeah um i never thought that they could make make the depth version look more entertaining (laughs) which is crazy Uh, because at least the depth version was like he leaned into the craziness of wonka and um because you weren't gonna beat um oh my god i'm forgetting his name the original uh wilder Uh, wilder Wilder. yeah you weren't gonna you weren't gonna beat him so like you have to go wacky right which is depth's forte so um and like in the chat because obviously i have a younger audience um or they're younger than me uh they were like i grew up on the depth version so that's my wonka and i was like ew um but (laughs) it's wild man (laughs) you know it's that's how it is right like there are people that love the star wars prequels over the og ones because it's what they grew up on right um so yeah i did think it was kind of wild but yeah that that trailer was I didn't like it. I was just like you. Also, I don't like a uh, prostitute guy being the fucking Oompa Loompas. Oh, freaking. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I said. Everybody's like, why are you calling him prostitute guy? I was like, because I know him of getting caught with a prostitute in L.A. Like, that's how yep. I know him. Um, but I forget his name. He's like in like he's in a bunch of romance type movies. Uh, he's yeah, a British guy. He was he was uh really big into the roman uh romantic comedies back in the yeah. early two thousands. Uh, recently he was in uh Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, I can't I remember his, his name. Yeah. I just typed in like prostitute Hugh Grant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how I know him. I I remember being a kid and seeing the scandal because it happened in '95. So I'm like six years old, seven years old. And like, it's like, oh yeah, Hugh Grant busted with prostitute. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I've always, that's burnt into my mind, um, which I just find uh, fucking funny. But uh, yeah, Wonka does, looks weird. Looks weird. Although I finally, I saw the Ahsoka trailer. That shit looks dope. Dude, it is. I don't watch Star a, Wars shows. I will tell you this. This trailer, do you watch you watch the one from yesterday or yeah, from this week with the okay. fucking white lightsabers and everything? Yeah, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I will tell you this. That trailer this week was the best trailer Lucasfilm has put out in their entire revamp of Star oh, okay. Wars. Yeah. It was a great trailer. Yeah, it I saw that awesome. and I was like, that's the first Star Wars show I want to watch. Um, but I also like Rosario Dawson, she's cool. Yeah. um but yeah that looked fire oh and the funny thing was it has nothing but hot girls in it and i was like i want to watch this like what the fuck <laughs> i was like this is how they're getting me to watch star wars because like the sith chick was hot the fucking uh pilot was hot rosario dawson's hot like i'm just like oh the do you know, do, so the do you know who the pilot is no it's uh uh huntress mary mary elizabeth winstead no yeah, the green Wait. toilet. Oh, the yeah. green one. Okay, that makes sense. She had a lot of prosthetics. I meant the Asian pilot. Okay, yeah, yeah. The one that uh, had pink hair and she cuts it. Yeah. Uh, the character's name is Sabine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just like, so yeah. Well, okay, well, that makes it even hotter if it's Winston. Fuck yeah, like damn. Um, but yeah. Well, I see every time I see a green person, I think Kid Fitz do. Like I always just think that's him. <laughs> so like that's just how it always goes. But um, yeah, which was funny. We were playing Star Wars Battlefront recently. Clay got back into it too recently, and uh, Mel was like, "Kid Fistu is the most underrated Jedi." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was she's just like, not wrong. 
I was like, I only know him because every time I went to go buy Star Wars toys, his was there. Yeah. Because nobody bought him, uh, which was sad. Um, but yeah, anyways, cool trailers coming out recently. Uh, I, By the way, if anybody's asking, I'm back on my I'm not watching trailers grind. So we're not talking about Blue Beetle. So yeah, yeah I didn't uh, watch it. I'm not watching just- it. I will say this: uh, it shows a it shows a villain. Mm-hmm. So uh, just be prepared if you see something. Gotcha. It's probably real. Um, All right. Um, so. But yeah, from that we are going on to listener questions, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got a few in the Discord this week. Uh, first up, we got bats. Did you guys watch My Adventure with Superman? If so, what are your thoughts on the show and the character design of Slate? Okay. I only saw the first two episodes. Have I seen Slade yet? Yes, you have. Because okay. there was only two episodes. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know the third one had came out yet. So the third one does not come out until from the time we're recording this tomorrow. Okay. So I'm assuming Slade doesn't have his mask on, and he's the one that fights the girl. He's the pretty boy. The With the baton. Okay, that guy. So the yeah. one that um, basically uh, he goes to meet her, right? Yeah. She, like, shocks him or whatever. Um. I didn't know it was fucking Slade, so I'll say that because um, I didn't catch his name. I didn't remember. It, it, it took it took a lot of people like a second viewing to be like, "Oh yeah. shit, that was Slade." I don't ever remember Slade working with um, Waller before either. So well, he he has been in the Suicide Squad before. Uh, I guess yeah. Um, I mean, New Fifty Two, right? In New Fifty Two, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's they did this very anime clever thing instead of an eye patch. Mm-hmm. His hair is over one eye. I didn't pay attention. Yeah. Makes sense though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't know that was Slade. Pretty crazy. Uh, I've seen both of the first two episodes. Pretty interesting. Very definitely skews more towards kids. Um, mm-hmm. but I like it. I think it's cool. I like that his mom gave him the underwear. I thought that was funny because it actually gives a reason. Cause she's like, it's missing something. Yeah. And so like I like that she's the one that like kind of is like you you need a belt. You need something a different. A belt, the under uh the yeah. the the shorts as yeah. people like to call them as well. Um I I really dug this show. Uh of course I'm a huge Superman fan. Yeah. Um a lot of my friend group that I was uh in or that I am in, um everybody was like not for me, not for me, not for me. Really? And a lot of and a lot of them don't watch anime. Uh, uh, and I was like normies. Oh, as as soon as like i think like by the third one i was like oh so i'm gonna fucking love this show mm-hmm. and they're like why i was like because it's the most anime tropey dc show we're probably gonna get yeah. in a long time um of course until we get the uh isekai with suicide squad yeah um so yeah i i loved all of it um from the very beginning where you see him uh saving the car uh learning how to fly for the first time yeah um it's it's very tropey with of course what Superman is, but also I think Jack Quaid, of course, uh from uh the boys, mm-hmm. uh is a great Clark Kent. He yeah. he plays him perfectly. Um, like I said earlier in the, the episode, there is a ton of Easter eggs in just these two episodes. Yeah. Um there is a ton of names uh that are from, of course, the writers of Superman um that have been put into the show. Uh, I think there was like Jurgens. Uh, name was dropped in there. Um, I think Tomasi was also. Um, there's a reference to Superman Earth One with the uh, with uh, when Clark suits up for the first time and he mm-hmm. has like the hood. Uh, it's like the firefighter outfit. 
Um, it's a reference to Superman Earth One. Um, yeah, it's just overall really, really fun. I, yeah. I I really enjoy it. And like you said, it is aimed towards kids. Um, but I mean, in all honesty, a lot of anime kind of has shonen a, is shonen, shonen is is is, yeah. is a is is family friendly. I'm not gonna say kid oriented. I'm yeah. gonna say family friendly, and yeah. that's what this is. Yeah, because um, I do like the goofiness. I, I like how Lois is very perky. She's not because a lot of Lois, and again, again, this is this does seem like a younger Superman, a younger Lois, a, a younger uh, Jimmy Olsen. Uh, I'm talking about like maybe like 20 years old. I kind of get the vibe straight out of college kind of thing. and Or in college, I should say. And um, so they are very young. And it's not like hard-ass Lois. You know what I mean? Like yeah. hard-ass. Like she's very perky. She's likable. And I'm like, okay, I like this. It's very She's very charming. Uh, even though she's not. And she's also not perfect is what I like. It's because I always get a vibe that Lois Lane is a perfect person. You know what I mean? Um, when I read a lot of Superman um still don't know how she operated the bat uh death suit or whatever it's called um because she should have died but uh you know that's like kind of crazy hell bad there you go but um yeah i like her in the show uh in case you're curious if you're a degenerate yes there's already r34 stuff of this i've already seen it (laughs) yeah it it, it came across quick somebody look is what i saw it was superman and they had lois from this show and lois from the old show and i was like all right (laughs) you know (laughs) that's what they did it happens quick. I'm telling you, they make a show. R34 is already on it. Um, but anyways, I enjoy the show. I think it's cool. Uh, again, the reason why when the news came out for the Superman Legacy castings, I thought Jimmy Olsen was going to be black. They made him black in this show. And it yeah. fits. Uh, for like, I don't understand why some people... I think if a character is good, the race doesn't matter. Like this, I love this Jimmy Olsen. He's goofy. He's like aliens. And like, he's just really like, it's gotta be supernatural. And he's trying to do like a, uh, what is, he's trying to do like an online personality where he's mystery. Yeah. Like, I love it. Like, I think the character of Jimmy Olsen is really cool. Whereas I, you can correct me if I'm wrong. The other one seems kind of like quirky and like to himself a lot. And like, Hey Clark, you know quirky what I mean? To himself there. Like he, he is usually portrayed as somebody who, kind of feel stuck as a photographer Mm -hmm. so like in in the 90s in the comics that's why you see jimmy olsen uh get a lot of different like odd jobs that was kind of like the the ongoing joke for for writers and artists Mm -hmm. it was like okay what can we do to like have jimmy olsen try to make money and famously he also was like a part of like a kids program and like had to wear like a turtle outfit and mm-hmm. stuff it's it's it you'd have to just go and, and look at it but it, it was kind of like hey i'm a, a struggling intern that's trying to you know make his mark in the world type yeah. of thing whereas this one he is trying to make his mark in the world but he has his identity in check it's just like yeah. hey i'm who i am i i'm really interested in aliens and all of this other stuff and i i, I do like it yeah, and his goofy personality and being obsessed with aliens sets up for that genuine episode when he finds out Clark's an alien. Yeah. Right? Because he's going to be like, you're who I've been looking for, you know? And I'm curious on how they'll handle it. Will he be cool with it? Like, he'll be like, okay, cool, you know? Because, like, it's always nice when people are just, like, accepting and it doesn't matter. Like, they don't make a big deal. They're like, awesome, you're an alien. That's cool, you know? Or is he going to be like, you've been lying to me about being an alien you know you can go down the friendship route and like oh you've been lying to me this whole time like there's a lot of good ways they can go down with it which i think is um pretty cool and i and i also want to say like a lot of people 
are turned off by the quirkiness and like how bright it is. It has its anime tropes. Yeah. And we are already dealing with Task Force X. Yeah. So I can already tell that there are is there are gonna be dark story elements into this show. Yeah. So I think you shouldn't be worried about that. Um, so just have fun with it. Yeah. I will say I was trying to think, I was like, why does it feel like anime, but it looks nothing like anime? And I think it's because American cartoons don't do a lot of shading. Not too much. Yeah. Um, if you want to see a show that is very similar to this, uh, if you have Netflix, there is a show uh, called Voltron. Um, mm -hmm. Vol uh, the Netflix original Voltron um, is almost like identical to this animation. And that is in my top 10 if not my top five animated shows of all time yeah um yeah i've never seen it but like yeah that's the one thing i was like it does feel very anime but it 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 looks like they didn't try with the animation which is weird because yeah. and i think because anime has so much shading it has so much different types it's, of textures it's very 2d it's very yeah flat. yeah and so that's what i was trying to like that's what i came to conclusion i was like why does this feel so off but other than that, I think the show is solid. I I don't I can't say I watch it like every week, but um, it is. I'm interested to keep watching it. But you know, I was interested to keep watching Harley Quinn, and I still haven't caught up on that. So, which yeah. also something that we didn't uh, talk about. Uh, season four uh, was announced at, at, with a release date already. Oh, really? Well, yeah. is it one of those things where they cut it in half again, so they already had it done? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I don't know how the this, this season ended, so I don't know if it was like that. Because that's how yeah. season one... Season one and two were technically supposed to be all of season one, if I'm not mistaken. So they just split it into two. So I don't know if they did that again. But yeah, Harley Quinn, that's cool. I mean, I would assume they probably would have talked about it at San Diego Comic-Con, but probably not anymore. Um, so going on from that, next question we have from Arwitz. After watching The Flash, out of Bale, Ben, Robert, and Michael... In which order are there Batman coming out of the fighting ring? Loser to winner. Like, who's winning out of all of these? Yeah, so so at the bottom, okay. the first one, who's the ultimate loser of this fight? Oh, um, Bale. I would fighting say, was shit. I would say Bale. Yeah. Bale, uh, then I'm going um, Pattinson. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going Keaton and probably Ben. Yeah, so. that's the only, exact same yeah, that I put. Only reason why I think Keaton doesn't make it is because he's older um yeah give me prime keaton probably but, beats. you know just like arwitz is saying after the flash like we saw like that's true prime keaton fighting yeah like almost on par to ben but yeah. of course ben is probably at his peak with with how fit he is and how much younger he is compared to keaton yeah so that's the only reason why i would put ben on top yeah for sure so i i think that's it i mean i bought my biggest gripe with the trilogy with the nolan trilogy it was the fighting the fighting was boring and um again i mean i almost fell asleep during robert pattinson's movie so um can't say the fighting you know made because again the one thing that they did with with um the batman because i got asked this last night they're like yo juice have you gave the batman another chance i've like i've tried on two different occasions man and i turn it off because i'm just not interested yeah um i think maybe i'll go back and watch certain scenes but the whole movie like i, I just can't that's so long um but robert Pattinson, all his fight scenes were like wide shots and i'm like yeah. this is boring and i'm like dude like i think he could have benefited from the typical action cutting away scene and hitting but it just didn't it didn't really work like it was just kind of boring to me but maybe they'll learn to be better in the second film but who knows yeah 
Uh, moving on to King. We're going to go with King's first question here because it is a one-question limit, everybody. Um, King says, do you think Nathan Fillion is a good cast for Guy Gardner? Now, I had said this in the Discord, and I think I talked about this on, on, my, on my stream as well. Um, I don't have a problem with the casting. I think it's weird. Uh, I think you could have made a bunch of different terrible choices in this regard. Uh, wouldn't have been my first choice, like Clay mentioned as well. Um, but I, I'm just curious on how Gunn is going to treat Guy Gardner. Are we going to get the douchey Guy Gardner, which is how I've kind of always known Guy. Now, granted, I haven't read every Green Lantern comic. I'm not a huge Green Lantern fan, so maybe I'm completely wrong on how I view Guy. But I've always seen him as a douchey guy. He's always getting punched out. He's always doing something I think is douchey. But I also feel like Nathan Fillion, I know Nathan Fillion as a funny guy. So is he going to be treated as a funny guy? And that's what I'm worried about. Like, I just feel like, the, I guess, the my mental image of Guy Gardner might be ruined if he's treated as funny, you know? So I, I think that um, he... I'm not going to say Fillion is a chameleon um, when it comes to acting, um, because I think it was Jan in uh, the discord that was like, oh, well, like, I don't really see Fillion as the funny guy. And I was like, then you haven't seen Fillion in anything that he's been in Um, Castle. He was funny, Um, but he's also been serious in Castle. Um, You look at uh, Firefly. um, uh, Is Nevik. Nevik was, was it Nevik that said it? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jan said, "To be honest, um, I have the head shape of Guy Gardner." <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, um, no, but uh, but then you look at uh, uh, right? Is it Firefly? Is the is the TV show that he was really the, popular on? Will Whedon? Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was serious there. He was the captain of 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 that crew, but he also had comedic moments. Mm-hmm. Um, then you look at um, the animated stuff that Fillion has done for Hal Jordan. He was serious because he yeah. is the space cop, but he had moments of comedic relief. Mm-hmm. So he can play that role. And I think with Guy Gardner, um, I think he can play the douche. Yeah. But I think with, with Guy Gardner, he's a hothead. He's mm-hmm. not just a douche. He's a hothead. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, uh, I think Fillion can play that role. Okay. Uh, but it all depends on how much screen time he has. Because if it's something that it's just like, if he's in Superman's face and saying like, hey, you're the new guy. Like, that's totally yeah. Guy Gardner. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's enough. Like, you don't really need a whole lot of screen time to be like, he was the perfect choice, you know? Yeah. So, I, I think it all depends on how he's going to fill out the role. Um, of yeah. course, we know that um, Green Lantern is having a series on Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not entirely sure uh, how all of that is going to roll out. Um, I can't even remember what the description was or if it was involving Guy Gardner anymore. Um, but like, it, it'll be interesting to see how far Fillion takes the role. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I know a lot of people just want to see him get punched in the face. I think you wait until a Justice League movie for that. You do not yeah. do that in any movie besides a big movie where he actually because you got to you got to build up the douchiness to where you finally you're just like you you're waiting for him to get punched in the face. 
And then when yeah. he finally gets punched in the face, everybody goes crazy. You can't do it in the first movie. So yeah, I, I think that he, for one, I think he will be the hothead douchey, you know, finger mm. in face for Superman in this movie, um, in Superman legacy. Then he has to show up in the Green Lantern series. Um, yeah. Again, being the hothead finger in face. I'm the best, you know, type of character. Yeah. And then, like you said, build it up to the point where people are just like, I've had enough of you, dude. Like, yeah, like somebody needs to lay you out and like just have Superman smack him one, dude. It's going to yeah. feel so good. Yeah. Um. I do think if they, if James Gunn is going to be a part of Green Lanterns in any way, he's going to use Nort. Like probably, you yeah. know, because he likes those goofy characters, and he'll probably be played by his brother. So, um, <laughs> you know, I what if he gave Dave Batista Kilowog? I'm curious on how that would go. Mm. He's a big guy. He is a big guy, but it's again either realist uh he's practical prosthetics would be mm. kind of hard for kilowog yeah. um or it's a cg character and I, I think that batista has gotten to a point where he wants to be on screen mm. um and he's been wanting to like really envelop his acting skills uh so i don't i honestly don't know if he's going to take his chance on the dcu I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Um, I know he's in Dune. Uh, I said this on the podcast, not on the podcast, on the stream last night. I don't know what people see in Dune. It looks boring as hell to me. It's it's a niche group of individuals. Yeah. Um, Dune has always had this cult following because mm. of the book franchise. And the book is fucking massive. Yeah, I can't remember how many pages it is, uh, but like I haven't even thought about like buying it on Audible because yeah. I knew it would be it would take forever to even finish listening to it. Yeah, so it, it, it's just I, this weird group of people. I don't think I own it physically. Uh, I do have it on Audible, and that is a fucking long read. The it book itself is massive. I've seen it at half price before, and I was like, I should buy this. And I'm like, holy fuck, this thing is. Ma it's like. As thick as like the Injustice Omnibus, like it's huge. Like, God damn. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a very thick book. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I do think uh, you know if they go that route with Guy Gardner, I think it'll be um pretty cool. But we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on from that, we're going over to YouTube now. We got Moncray. What male Batman villain would you marry if you had to? Yes, including wedding, honeymoon, adapting, uh, adopting, and growing old together. If you're reading this comment, try to post a lewd question for the... I tried to post a lewd question for the 200 fit. Um, so, uh, I, here's the thing. We kind of answered this before with which villain you would bang. And I said Clayface. Kind of a cop-out answer. But he could be whoever could be I anybody. want. Yeah, yeah. He could be whoever I want. Um... And so, yeah, I don't know. I'd go Clayface, you know? Um, Top out answer. If I had to pick somebody that's not Clayface, because I feel like people are like, oh, of course Juice is taking that. Um, I, if I wanted something exciting, and I'm because, I mean, look, if you're marrying a villain, you know it's probably not going to last that long. At least Joker would be fun. I might die. But... I mean, it does say wedding, honeymoon, adopting kids, and then growing old together. Uh, so yeah. you have to take the scenario all the way until death do you part. And then I'm going Clayface. So, you know, um, I'm trying to think of who they said male villain. 
Who would be interesting? If you want a normal life, you go condiment kink. <laughs> well, no, I, I would say if you if you want a little bit of a normal life, you go kite man. Oh yeah. Is do we consider him a villain anymore? I would say so. He's not like a super villain, but he's a villain. I mean, he could be more of an anti-hero. He did help Batman in Tom King's uh, run, which is the last time I think we've seen him. Yeah, he has not shown up at all since then. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Mothman might be a good shout. Getting a good life, comfy life. He's not really yeah. in danger much. True. Um, you know, you have a cat if you're a cat person. <laughs> um, and he had all the he had a nice pad. So like Mothman could be, you know, not a bad shout. I'm trying to think of somebody else. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go with somebody that could beat my ass. That's definitely somebody I don't want to do with. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Clayface because you know what? On a good day, you know, I think uh, um, you get whoever you want. Multiple of you want if you want to. I'm trying to think. Uh, you know what? Because he was a family man, I'm going to say Deadshot. Oh, interesting. Interesting. He was kind of a good family man, opposed to Slade, who was yeah. a bad family man. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. If I got with Bane, gonna go to a lot of luchador matches, which would be pretty interesting. <laughs> and he's kind of turning around to be a better guy. He's trying. You know, that's admirable. <laughs> uh, I'm always going to go with uh, Clayface there. But anyways, moving on to the next one from Cody. Um, I take what Grace Randolph says with a grain of salt. Now, here's the thing. I've said this on the podcast before. I pretty much forget what we talk about on the podcast after we're done recording it. So what the fuck did we talk about Grace Randolph in the last episode? In the last episode? Was it another rumor? Oh, man, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I would say if you guys reference something from the podcast that we said, try to give us a little description of what yeah, you're referring to. Say... Like give yeah. the quote and then and then say like hey don't believe this because it was from Grace Randolph yeah, yeah. um but, but all honesty like you need to remember James Gunn's words um James yeah. Gunn was famously the one on Twitter that was like uh it it was like a haiku he said something said something and remember Grace Randolph is always full of shit yeah um and that's why like when when my friend had posted the screenshot saying oh so like with her description of what the the plot is and then he said oh so he's making black adam like i'm not gonna take that to heart because it's from grace randolph yeah um she can have you know her hits every once in a while yeah um broken clock is right twice a day exactly and honestly um she because let's face it i mean it's it's also flash is going to be already available to purchase for physical media and on uh, demand in two weeks. Or well, it no, comes out on. Well, okay. So it comes out a week before. No, actually. No, on the 28th. It's the 28th. So doesn't it, uh, doesn't it hit streaming on the 16th? Uh, I thought it I hit streaming pretty soon. Oh, is it hitting streaming pretty soon already? I thought it was the 16th. 16th is a Sunday, though. That would be kind of weird. Oh, well. Sunday is usually max drops. So yeah. that's true. Sunday is usually Game of Thrones and shit too. So yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, physical media for, for the flash is already coming. I'll be out buying on that. Tw- on uh, I bought Black Adam. So I mean I kind of support DC. I haven't bought Shazam though. I don't think I have. 
um which that was so good man that was so i don't i hate that people everybody admitted that it was good after they fucking bombed um anyways moving on to the next thing from jason todd what male batman baddie is the most smashable if gender bent so taking a male character making them female uh mine is croc and bane fight me well Um, bane already has his daughter which is basically the gender bent of him um um croc would be um very furry-esque kind of i was gonna say jason you're sounded a little bit uh like a like a like a furry over here um i so they've done we've seen joker twice as a female she's he's hot as fuck um but if you want to get really spicy i'd go with gender bent two-face you got naughty and nice (laughs) <laughs> so, well, that would be like uh in the movie he has yeah. the the side pieces yeah uh, which which one of them is uh what's her name uh uh, uh from well, drew barrymore yeah drew barrymore yeah. yeah 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 um so yeah i'd go with a little nadia nice um uh two-face so um because yeah. they're I, not gonna go like ugly face it's just gonna be like it's gonna be nadia nice and be like one like all black clothing half and white so i'd go with that I would go, or who else? Let's see. Hmm. Gender, uh, because Slade has his daughter. Like his daughter's there. Like she's already oh, kind yeah. of a female Deathstroke. Um, who else would be? Kind of. I'm trying. I'm trying to think if there's any like of the gang members that would be like. I don't know. I mean, like even Zuko if you gender and... okay, if you gender bend Batman, he's hot as fuck. They did that in the multiverse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with the uh, the Aquaman or yeah. the Aquaman gender bent story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know. I think you gender bend any. It's weird like that. You gender any men of the guys, and they're just automatically hot. Like <laughs> it's crazy. So uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two face just for the naughty and nice kind of thing. So. I'm, I'm gonna you know what just just the same way oh this is gonna be scary um i don't i don't know if i would want to choose i was gonna say uh blockbuster but I, that might be kind of scary oh god uh, <laughs> i mean that's like lady dimitrescu right there you know yeah. so hey man lady dimitrescu uh, ruined me all day so i'm done with that uh moving on to alexis barretta if dc and marvel were to do an amalgam crossover again to get more people into buying comics what two characters should be merged like batman and wolverine mine is red hood and winter soldier brainiac and ultron or harley quinn and gwenpool oh my god that last one would be fucking awful gwenpool and harley quinn like them separately are too much in their own books so Gwynpool, you need to understand, Gwynpool is not from our Earth. She is yeah. from a comic book world mm-hmm. that has comics in it. So okay. that's why she knows about Deadpool and Wolverine and all of the uh, Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. And so when she was pulled into that universe, she's like, oh, I have all the knowledge of all of these heroes. Um, so I think that would be a little too meta for me. Yeah. Uh, I but I could see it happening, to be honest. Well, Harley um, Quinn also destroyed the DC universe, so she's kind of like that too. So yeah, yeah. Um, I like the Brainiac Ultron, uh, Red Hood and Winter Soldier. They're basically the same characters. Uh, so I, I get that. Um, 
I have always said I want a Nightwing Daredevil uh, mm. comic. So I think that would be kind of cool. What would their name be? Devil Wing? Uh, Devil Wing, uh, uh, Night Devil. Uh, mm. Let's yeah. see. I'm going to go, just for the name, I'm going to go Punisher Deathstroke. Punisher Stroke. Like, oh my gosh, got killed by Punisher Stroke. Like, what the fuck? What, what are you into, man? Um, so because they would be fucking deadly as crazy, you know, it'd be insane. Um, by the way, talking about uh buying more comics, I feel like with the 200th episode, I should also make this announcement that I have officially closed my sub box at my local comic shop. No longer buying floppy books. Doesn't mean I'm not shopping there anymore, although they are moving far away from me, even farther yeah. away from me. Um, so I don't know how much I'll be going there, but I do have some orders that I still have to fulfill. But uh, I have talked about on this podcast many a times that I think floppies need to go away. We need to move to a digital and graphic novels only. So now I'm putting my foot where my mouth is and no longer jumping into the floppy game. They're just taking up too much space, man. I literally yeah, just crazy. made a new little shelf. I don't know if you can see it back there, Clay, under my desk. There's like a new little shelf. Oh, yeah. Uh, that shelf is being held up by two fucking comic boxes. And I just have all my manga on top of it. Like. <laughs> I just made them into shelves. They're just legs for shelves now because there's so many boxes that I have that I'm just like, what do I do with these things? Um, so, and those are the probably the two boxes that I'll actually keep for a while. So yeah. it is, uh, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm no longer buying the floppies, and I'm only going to hardcover stuff because I'm tired of buying bags and boards, man. Like it's just too much. I haven't opened those boxes in so long. I, I took one day to organize them, and I was like, I never want to do this again. So, um, yeah. Moving on from that, um, we got Nathan who says, heard about your lackluster time at, at, at the Expo Juice, but what if DC had its own Expo? What would it need to be hype slash successful? Also, uh, what would be in the 18 plus section? P.S. You guys should take a look at the Blue Beetle memes where fans are taking marketing into their own hands. It's hilarious. Um, that's cool. I haven't seen yeah, any Blue so, Beetle So, uh... I don't know if you saw this post at all, but uh, recently Tom Cruise had like his like purchase oh, ticket, ticket and he like went to Oppenheimer and he went to Barbie. Right. Um, yeah. And then uh, Greta Gerwig uh, and uh, Margot, Margot Robbie yeah. had their ticket to go see Mission Impossible. Well, uh, people have photoshopped the poster behind uh, Greta and Margot and put, blue beetle and so nice. like they're going to go see blue beetle um then there was like the set photo for uh deadpool and wolverine well mm -hmm. people have been photoshopping blue beetle in that photo also nice uh and so yeah it's we've talked about this before uh dc and wb's marketing is trash yeah uh they they hardly do anything with it and it's up to the fans to throw these things out there um, which I know some companies are like, oh, free marketing. Awesome. Mm -hmm. It's not big enough. We, no. we are not, we don't have the resources that, that these giant companies do. Yeah. So it's not going to be, you know, the success that you think it is. Um, cause there's always that term, right? Oh, it'll market itself. Yeah. You, you not with the track record you have man. unless so, it's a like you uh, a product you can use in your everyday life that's the only way to it markets itself i don't think yeah. a movie does because dude they they jammed the flash down our throats and that went nowhere yeah 
So like I had to dive out of my room to not see the trailer sometimes. Like it's just <laughs> um it sucked. But like yeah, I don't know. Um I would it's I'm glad that the you know fans are trying to take it into their own hands, but it's not good enough. Like they need to put some money behind it. And I I posted this in the Discord that a lot of people I saw somebody tweet uh tweet. I saw somebody tweet that um they were like if DC doesn't start posting marketing stuff by Sunday, then they're just going to Shazam this movie too because it's a month out. And I'm just like, God damn, I didn't know it was that fast already, yeah. um, which is crazy. But um, I mean, what's going to be in the 18 plus section? You're going to have some uh, guy on guy stuff. You're going to have some girl on girl stuff. You're going to have uh, Harley Quinn banging Batman. You're going to have everything. Like that's what it is. Yeah. If it's like anime expo, it's just going to be people with the titties out. Like that's all it's going to be. It ain't going to be anything great. Um, but like, yeah, there'd be a lot of that. I mean, it's the stuff you find on R34. That's what you would find in the section. What would make it hype? Um, what'd you think about fandom, but in live in 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 real life, right? And and we said this when fandom was first a thing, our predictions were hey, if this thing keeps going after COVID, after the the shutdown, yeah, they'll probably make it a live event. Mm -hmm. Um, just like how Disney and uh Marvel and and all of their other Lucasfilm and everything else, they have D23. Yeah. And their event. Um, so do I think that you know currently DC and WB they are in so much debt? Um, mm -hmm. especially now after the flop of of uh Flash, they're losing two hundred million dollars. Um so are they are they going to make fandom a live event? No, clearly. Um, do I wish that they still were? Yes. Um, yeah. because I think that they need that. Um, you know, just for the fact that, like, you know, we had seen through COVID and a couple years after that, like Comic Con was not really a big thing. Yeah. Um, almost like in video game news, E3 is all but dead. Like yeah. it is genuinely all but dead. Um, and I thought that's how Comic-Con was going to go. Mm. Um, but, you know, clearly it's still going. Um, I think eventually it will get back to where it is uh, or what it was. And, you know, for me, I, I really do hope that eventually DC studios will have their own event um, because with animation, with TV, with movies, you know, and also with comics on their side as well, I think they have enough content to have their own convention. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, uh, and then you could have a small little expo hall to sell stuff. You could bring vendors out like, oh yeah, you want to sell comics? You want to sell, you know, um, toys, figures? I think you do, you do a convention that showcases everything you do, right? You have panels for the video games and you just make it like a day thing, I think. Like, you know, we're only going to do it for a day and, you know, it's all day. You come check it out and that's it um that way you save you you don't have to pay for the whole weekend or anything like that and i think you showcase new movies you should showcase new uh and like animations um new projects new things you're going to be working on you showcase um you know and then like products like you know oh yeah clothes freaking because dc's everywhere and so um i think that's kind of how you go about doing it and i think they should do something like that. i think that'd be really cool um and even if you were to do it like bi-yearly or I don't know if that's kind of how how it's that's properly said, but like every other year, I think that would work. Yeah. That's how D23 is, right? It's every other year. Yeah, um, D23 is every other year. Uh, same thing with the Power Rangers convention, Power yeah. Morphicon. It is uh, 
every even number year. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd be, I think they could do some cool stuff. Um, there wouldn't be an 18 plus section though, unfortunately, unless it yeah. was being run by other people. I just don't think you would get the official like announcements or anything like that. Cause I'm going to, I will check when I go to Comic-Con this year, I don't think there's like an 18 plus section at Comic-Con. So, no. um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think, cause yeah, you would have to brace that whole area off maybe they sell stuff like that you just have to look for it but um yeah i don't think that's the case so yeah i don't think that would happen but um you can dream uh anyways moving on to clay says uh what huge risk would benefit dc the most if it succeeds having dc fandom in real life complete with actors costumes and tabletop props um we making films of non okay of dc non-heroes uh, looking less like comic movies as possible to appeal to more audiences. DC opening up branded stores, etc. Foot Locker, but all DC characters. Hooters, but DC. Chuck E. Cheese, but DC. Um, Here's the thing. I don't think, because we know from conventions here in our own city, some conventions aren't profitable. Yeah, They're just kind of events you hold. And like you hope to make some money, but they're not like, you're not walking out of there a millionaire, essentially. And I feel like if DC did something, they would be spending way more money to get people there, like, you know, celebrities and all that kind of stuff and setting up everything than they would make from the actual con itself. So um, I don't know if that would be the best thing. Although, I mean, if they make it back in, you know, consumables, maybe. Um, you, movies are always going to be the biggest profit, right? Because like, look yeah. at Joker. Joker was what? I think less than $70 million or like $70 million and it yeah. made a billion and and I like the the way that he's going non uh, heroes. So mm -hmm. not just your villains, but uh, one movie that I absolutely love. Uh, it's it's a political thriller, um, The Post, with Tom Hanks and Mel Street. Mm -hmm. um, you make that movie with The Daily Planet. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, like you you just make a movie inside of the dc universe mm -hmm. with characters that aren't superheroes but you can use the superhero names i think that will build like of course your universe a brand and whatnot uh but it'll get normies that are like oh this is a political thriller what is this about oh a newspaper okay mm -hmm. cool let's go watch it and then you find out the big byline at the end of the movie is Superman saves the day. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they kind of did that with that um, show with uh, what's her face where it was an insurance company. Um, fuck. Jen oh. Jessica Hutchins. Hutchins. What's her uh, name? Uh, Jennifer Hutchins? Uh, I forget her name. What the fuck is her name? Vanessa Hutchins. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I forget what the show was called, but it had like a lot of comedians in it. That was actually a decent show. And um yeah, that was like I think it was called in, Powerless. Yeah, it was Powerless. Um that was set in the DC universe and they were insurance companies having to deal with all the fucking, you know, shit breaking and all that kind of stuff. So, uh that was funny. Um we've always said Gotham Central is the perfect crime show, perfect crime movie you could make, uh, which would be interesting. It was uh ironically with the Godzilla trailer that came out, uh minus 1. I've always said it, you could make a post-apocalyptic movie where, like, everybody's trying to survive and all that kind of shit. Like, oh, my God, like, they're fighting for food, all that kind of stuff. Like, you would see in The Walking Dead or whatever. 
And then at the very end of the movie, just reveal that it was Godzilla that put you in that situation. Like, I think yeah. that'd be really cool. Like, you don't need to show Godzilla the whole time. You just show, like, oh, my God, like, you know, I got to save people. I got to go kill these people because they took our food and all that kind of stuff. Just, like, a really gringy, dungy kind of movie. And at the That end, would like, almost be, like, uh, spoilers for, I don't know how long uh, mm -hmm. ago it came out. Uh, but the second Cloverfield movie. I never saw. I don't watch Cloverfield, so I've never seen him. Okay, so. well, uh, the second Cloverfield movie, um, it, like, was a uh a horror suspense movie where they're like in a bunker oh, like yeah, for yeah. the entire movie and then yeah. she escapes and at the very end you realize oh it's in the cloverfield universe that had um what's his name goodin right um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. john goodman um, yeah goodman there you go yeah uh yeah so i think that'd be kind of cool something like that but you can do like post-apocalyptic kind of stuff so i would think the movies would be the most profitable thing i don't think branded stores would really work um you know, you can do pop-up shops, but I think full branded stores wouldn't work. Um, anyways, uh, moving on to Raphael. Uh, the controversial thing that happens in comics, and we rage about it. In your opinion, it also depends on who does it. For example, I give you two writers. If the same controversial thing is done by King or Snyder, which do you think is more accepted by the community? Oh, Snyder. Snyder fans are going to accept whatever the fuck he does more than anybody what King does anybody that anything that king does yes people just hate king like uh snyder gets the pass more than any anybody i think yeah. um and listeners who don't read comics this is scott yeah. snyder not Zach yeah snyder. yeah so um yeah snyder definitely i mean people still bought death metal too like that shit was garbage yeah and um you know he still gets reference to being like oh yeah he created these amazing characters if you read the comics, those characters were insufferable. Batman Who Laughs was, oh my god, I couldn't stand that character anymore. Um, but people loved it because the design looks cool. Everybody's like, yeah, this is awesome. Um, you know, King's created some cool characters. They don't get play anymore. And people are just like, he wants Batman to be in love. Ugh. Like, um, I don't know. Kind of, uh, yeah. You can do the same scenarios and interchange things but that's how it is in the real world right like that's how it is in politics like you know the fucking republicans are like oh democrats do this and then when they do the same thing similar they're like oh no it's fine when we do it they, they yeah. can't do it and it's just like people are just dumb like it's just what happens there's a lot of dumb people in the world and they they pick and choose what is the selective i mean they say it's selective hearing but yeah, like, yeah. it's the same thing it's the same kind of shit like people Pick what they think is okay and not okay, even when it's the same fucking thing with a different color paint job. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, moving on to a question we didn't get to last week. Uh, so I pinned it this week because I wanted to make sure we got it. For some reason, it didn't show up in my comments. But this was from Eduardo de la Cruz. If uh, it was me, Barry, I made them draw Lola Bunny with fewer sexual features so that you wouldn't be horny or reduce your blood flow to make you to millisecond slower. Uh, slow enough for me to who would win? Godzilla. We're, I don't, there's a lot of Godzilla talk today. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla versus Swamp Thing. Uh, Jim Gordon and Alfred versus Rick Grimes and Negan. Darkseid versus Goku and Vegeta. Um. I think Godzilla destroys, maybe? I, I think Godzilla destroys Swamp Thing. Um, but are we giving Swamp Thing the power to where, like, he can just grow on another part of the world? Well, Swamp Thing is a part of the green, so he's connected yeah. to all of the Earth. 
Like, so then he never really dies. Can Godzilla drown? Because I'm I don't curious. Think so? Yeah, can he breathe underwater? Does he have gills? Because like, if he constantly lives underwater, then I would assume he can breathe underwater. Well, he has like a cave underwater, and so it eventually has like an air pocket. Oh, because I was gonna say, I mean, I guess if he goes underwater, if we've never really confirmed this, but if the green stretches to the ocean and you could create green underwater. Could you hold Godzilla underwater and drown him? Would be my question. So it does say here, Godzilla is amphibious. It has a preference for tra uh, tra traveling Earth's at a uh, hydrosphere when hibernating or migrating, and it can breathe underwater. Mm, so you can't drown him either. Um, well, damn. Yeah, I would assume Godzilla. I mean, he's got fire breath, so I think it would just take a really long time to kill Swamp Thing, but he'd also destroy Earth in the process. Yeah. So he'd probably end up killing himself, too. I don't know what Godzilla <laughs> survives off of, but, like, yeah. Um, so I would say Godzilla wins that, but probably doesn't win in the long game. Um, Gordon and Alfred versus Rick Grimes and Negan. I am going to say probably Gordon and Alfred because of the shit they've been through is worse than what Negan and, and Rick have been through. So Alfred's yeah. punched out Superman. That's what I'll always go to. So, um, <laughs> and then Goku and Vegeta versus Darkseid. I'm going Goku and Vegeta. I'm going to go Goku and Vegeta. Yeah. Um, again, people are like, oh, well, Superman can beat Darkseid. Uh, can Goku and Vegeta beat Superman? No. Mm -hmm. um, it, Superman's powers are just so stupid, insane. Um, but I think it would be harder to say, oh, would Vegeta beat Darkseid? Yeah. Um, would Goku beat Darkseid? That would be a little harder. If you have both of them fighting Darkseid, it's GG Darkseid. Yeah. Like, sorry. Uh, uh, Goku and Vegeta are so on top on on this one. yeah yeah because you would think like oh he'll just hit him with the omega beams but like goku can instant transmission like he yeah. can literally instant transmission to behind dark side and then have dark side probably get hit with his own omega beams and be like oh god out of here sorry you know like yeah goku would destroy dark side i think yeah if you were to fight them you know one-on-one -on -one, yeah, but Goku and Vegeta, yeah, because they can combine and fucking destroy the fuck out. Of you. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely go with that. But uh, it, there was a comment to that, um, which I can't read it. Oh, there it goes from user UK that said, "Okay, Godzilla stops. Negan and Rick have fought worse, so they take this mod difficulty." Don't believe that. Um, and I don't know about the last one. My money is on Dark Side more, so I don't agree with it. Maybe that's why I couldn't read that message right away because it's wrong. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, but no so i don't know i think it's funny so yeah anyways that's uh all we got for questions this week ladies and gentlemen again if you haven't subscribed or you're going to subscribe if you're listening to this on the audio sources uh go subscribe to youtube and you can leave us some comments uh and be a part of the next show um so yeah definitely do that um uh, but now moving on to comics ladies and gentlemen interesting week because we have dc manga to talk about which this was huge. Uh, I didn't know that this was coming out so soon. And uh, it came out. And uh, there was... Now, the funny thing is, it's available on the Infinity app, right? Or DC, whatever. Infinite? Yeah, yeah it's, it's on that app, but not 
for purchase inside comic shops yet from my understanding really because i think it launches in september is when you can get them in line online oh that's so because i went to the comic shop and picked up a sampler of manga and they were giving these out for free and uh it was like a little sampler that had all different um different versions of the book are the because there's three books there's a superman book that's coming out there is a, a a joker book um where he takes care of batman as a baby and then there is um the justice buster batman book correct we are only going to be uh reading obviously the two batman books and then we have tom king's um you know continuing danger street um teen titans which is world's finest teen titans and i'm forgetting another the night terrors number yes. one night terrors number one um let's go ahead and start with let's just get danger street out of the way um which is for those of you that don't know if this is your first time listening to it um even though this book does not have batman in it we um honorarily honorarily do tom king's books because he's basically started this podcast um i should ask tom king if he'll be on the podcast at comic-con yeah. I was like, yo, would you ever be down to be on a podcast? Because you basically started our podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him that if I get to talk to him. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, we always cover Tom King's books. And um, yeah, so this is why we're covering Danger Street. Now, uh, I don't know if you agree with this or not. Faster read than normal? Faster read than normal. Yeah. Um, I will admit I... Uh, was reading it pretty late at night, so I had to stop reading and then finish mm. the rest this morning. Uh, but it was a quicker read. Um, easier to follow because not a lot happened Yeah. Um, in this. Y- you have to more so remember what happened in the last issues Yeah. Uh, to follow this one. But this one wasn't hard to follow compared to the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, continuing the story of Lady Cop, which we found out she doesn't like to be called Lady Cop. Um, and you know, we have the wombats. I don't I like to call them the little rascals because that's what they are. Yeah. Um, the little rascals are out there making uh, you know, just doing their normal stuff with uh graffitiing up the place, getting arrested and all that kind of th- stuff. Uh we find out got re- arrested on purpose, it seems like because it they wanted like, yeah. to meet the guy that killed their friend or was a part of it. And they're going to get broken out by the guy that killed their friend. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know why that's happening. I don't know if I misremembered or if there's a plan. I don't necessarily think it has been said. Yeah. Um, they're like, cause I feel like a lot of this conversation of this plan, it was like between the panels. um here because i don't remember last issue there being a lot of conversation of like hey we need to do this and this is how we'll get them you know um but uh one of these kids who who gets locked up uh with uh i can't remember his name um with the older gentleman Mm -hmm. uh he's like oh well you know just sit tight you know things are about to get bumping basically um, and then at the very end of the book, we do see uh, what's his name just floating in the air outside of the prison. So you're yeah. like, OK, like clearly uh, they've made some plans here. Yeah. Uh, but m- my thing is, who is. The redhead. The redhead. Oh, I'm going to the wrong place with the with the. I'm confused. 
at the I'm, bar. I'm pulling up right now. Um, the redhead at the bar. We don't have our stuff organized anymore, so I gotta like find it. Um, oh, the redhead at the bar. I thought that was. Um, oh yeah, that's is that true. O- is that Orion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Darkseid's kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because if if I'm not mistaken, he got his ass beat, didn't he? He did, he did. But yeah. I didn't know if like he just like ran back or whatever. Okay, so that makes sense because at the at the last page where it has the nine panel grid, yeah. you see him and you see what's his name floating above the prison. And I yeah. for a second thought it was the same person. I was like, same. why are they showing him at two different spots at the exact same time? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So um the one thing I did really like about this story that was so nonchalantly done was we know Lady Cop is waiting to get interviewing from this kid that she can never get an interview from. She's been waiting there for hours the whole day. And this secretary just keeps saying like, oh, yeah, he's been delayed. He's got a phone call. You know, do you want any tea? Do you want anything like that? And she's like, and it's like at the end of the day, she's like, well, he's going home and I got to leave. So unfortunately, you're going to have to come back another day and reschedule. He's open in like five weeks or something like that. And she, he's like, I can walk you out. And she's like, how do you, you know, in there, as they're in the elevator, she's like, how do you deal with this shit every day is what Lady Cop's telling the secretary. And she's like, well, he has my family and, you know, he sends me a finger every once in a while. And he says, if I don't do what he says, he'll send me some eyeballs. And so, like, you know, I'm kind of stuck here and, you know, I really don't want to see my kid die. So, you know, I just kind of deal with it. Uh, See you tomorrow. And I was just like, God damn, like, (laughs) that was crazy. And Lady Cop's just like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? So, um, cause she doesn't really like, what can she do? Right? She can't even get a hold of this person. So yeah. like, um, pretty wild stuff. And so like, I thought that was pretty cool. We also found like lady cop talking to, uh, what's his face. Um, uh, uh you know, the uh, creeper guy. Uh, yeah. Creeper. And, um, what I really enjoyed was this kid getting the upper hand on like the manhunter. And, yeah. like, having the fucking octopus thing come out and, like, actually, um, you know, fuck him up. And I'm curious on where that's going to go. Because, like, who's this green guy that came out of the water, you know? There's a couple of them. If you look at the panel, it looks like there is two. Um, one yeah, yeah. is uh, a lighter tone of green and the other one is a darker tone of green. So I want to know who they are. Yeah. And why are they are helping uh, this kid. Yeah, so, you know, as typical Tom King fashion, a lot of questions, a lot of mystery, and you got to read the next issue to find out. Uh, I was kind of hoping the Manhunter was going to kill this kid, though, because he jumped out of the window last time and made him look stupid. So I was kind of hoping he was just going to, like, blast him. But, um, you know, kid got the upper hand. So I'm like, okay, cool. The chase will continue. So pretty cool stuff. Um, I will say I do think this is one of those books that I just need to read it all together. But it is also yeah. kind of a long read, so I don't know if I could read it in one city. So, you know, but uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm curious on where the mystery is going to go. And I kind of want to see one of those kids, you know, since they're all betraying each other, kill one of the other kids. Yeah. You know, this that's, kid that's what I'm kind of waiting for. Life. Yeah. So I'm kind of hoping that happens. And I'm curious on. Is the Justice League going to get involved at some point, you know? Because those two guys constantly talk about joining the Justice League. Um, you know, Dark Side's involved. I feel like there's probably going to be an ending where maybe Batman, Superman, somebody shows up to stop all this nonsense, you know? Because yeah. there's a lot going on here, and it's crazy and none of the Justice League is involved. 
So I don't know. Interesting stuff. Moving on from that, let's go over to uh, Night Terrors. Uh, because this had, I think you called this or you were curious about the ending of this, no? Like the person that came back? Uh, no, I, I think different? I did call this. Yeah, I, think I, I just did didn't call this. But I, so spoiler alert, obviously, for the ending of this, it's Sandman, right? Yeah. So I always pictured Sandman as long blonde hair, white hair. So why do I, why, who's so, this dude? So this is a different Sandman. So oh, okay. I called it, but I called the wrong one. Oh, okay. uh, I thought of Neil Gaiman's Sandman. Yeah. This Sandman is from the JSA okay. um, from way back in the day. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to say that I was correct, but mm-hmm. I technically kind of was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it it's so weird uh, that he is uh literally coming back from the dead against spoilers uh because at the very end it says to be continued uh in the brave and the bizarre zombie sandman and batman dead man team up yeah um but going back to the beginning of this uh we don't really get any kind of uh progression kind of at all here it's just a yeah. fight between dead man batman and uh insomnia throughout the mm. entire thing um and i i liked it but again no progress was really made and that's where i'm like uh it's it's really forcing people to buy all the other books because that's where all the interesting stuff is going to be yeah i don't like that this is a number one because i'm like how do i follow the story again i'm really annoyed by that kind of stuff um mm-hmm. if you're gonna have a series just name all the books in a number of order. If there's going to be 50 books, then all right, give me fifth, number one, number two, number three. Like, you know, it is what it is. It shouldn't be that hard to be able to connect all the books and be like, meanwhile, you know, like just do shit like that. And that's this yeah. is book two. Um, but yeah, essentially, uh, this was insomnia. We did learn a little about, about insomnia to where he, instead of hiding his bad memories, he hides his good memories. And Dead Man's all like, yo, why are you hiding your good memories? Who the fuck does that? That's weird. And he's yeah. all like, get out of my brain, you know? And so we kind of learned that, uh, which I thought was interesting. And we found out that the the Nightmare Stone is more than likely hidden in somebody's nightmares. And that's kind of where it's at. And it's not like, a phys- I guess, a physical thing. Or if it is a physical thing, it's in somebody's nightmares. Um, so Insomnia is looking through everybody's nightmares. And we also learn that this is happening all around the world. And so the only heroes that are not awake right now are, you know, some of the ones they show, like obviously Dead Man, um, you know, Zatanna, uh, who else? They show, uh, obviously, Red Tornado. He's an android, so he doesn't go to sleep. But, yeah, yeah, I think it was uh, pretty interesting to see that there are some people that are, you know, asleep right now, and they're going through all of their nightmares. And then, yeah, at the very end, we get Wesley Dodds. and uh you know dead man is back which i thought was pretty cool like it looks awesome that this zombie is wearing a gas mask and he's like oozing like you know fumes because of lazarus pills now that's a thing yeah i think that was relatively new i think if i'm not mistaken uh or he got it looks like they poured it on him though so maybe it was like liquid um but it's oh lazarus resin um yeah. is what it's called and that's how he got back to life 
Um, I do feel like they've been overdoing Lazarus a lot in the last year or so. But um, I guess it's just, I guess you would think if there was this magical cure, people would try to bottle it somehow. So yeah, it makes sense. But I do think it is a way that they keep bringing back everything. Also, the moon looks like the Nightmare Stone, by the way. So FYI. Oh, that's true. That um, is true. So maybe they're going to go to space and Batman can fall from it again. <laughs> I I also want to say um it's not on our list to to talk about uh but I think it might hold a little bit of some insight on the overall story so I'm going to read okay. it uh, later this weekend but Night Terror's Robin number 1 came out this week also. Oh uh, shit. And and Robin's story was at the end of the last book that we read yeah. uh, which was Night Terror's Batman I think. Okay. Yeah, we don't have our books anymore ladies and gentlemen so we may miss one here and there cuz we don't have a like they're not ordered specifically perfectly anymore. Um when we get them. So uh yeah. Uh moving on from that book though, we did get a spin-off or I don't know if this is continuing world's finest. This seems like a separate story. Yeah. Um and we have world's finest Teen Titans number 1. So um, this is Mark Wade. So if you've been enjoying World's Finest, Batman, Superman, this is kind of the same idea. But it involves with uh, the Titans kind of joining up for the first time, or at least Robin joining them for the first time. Yeah. And uh, everybody's totally cool with it, except for Batman. Batman's like, no, no, yeah, I don't want you there. Yeah, it's it's really weird because there has been s- several like reiterations of how the Teen Titans has been formed mm-hmm. um it was more of like a like hey all of these sidekicks are rebelling and we're yeah. gonna go do our own thing and have fun with it type of thing uh how it started um in some iterations it was uh Tim Drake deciding hey you know we actually need to be separated from our uh from our mentors because it's just a headache and and a lot of stress with them and we need to do our own thing uh so i like this uh it's it's very early on uh they are trying to convince themselves that they're all friends um throughout this book Um, we get that a lot from wally but one thing that i really enjoyed is the fact that it's in a modern era Mm -hmm. and so like uh roy is live streaming the entire time yeah and robin is like are you freaking kidding me like you're flexing in front of a camera right now we're trying to save lives he's like yeah but i never miss and then he shoots an arrow yeah and so so i i really dig that i think it's really really fun um i like and like you said everybody uh uh barry uh diana oliver um well i guess you actually don't get to see oliver at all i think it's roy just talking to himself yeah um and then aquaman um, they're all talking to their uh, apprentices, proteges, uh, and saying like, "Hey, like I'm all for this. Like, how's your day going? Like, how's mm-hmm. the team and all of this?" Um, but we find out the really big thing throughout this book, uh, not throughout, but the big thing at the end of this book is like, there's no secrets with the Teen Titans. Yeah, but there is secrets with Robin. Yeah, yeah, he's doesn't want to give up his identity. And he learns that all from Batman. Like, you know what I mean? Because they do kind of have the um, Justice League Unlimited moment with uh, Roy here. And he, like, calls out everybody's name. Uh, He's like, so-and-so. He's like, but we don't know who you are. Like, you're Mr. Mysterious. And, like, he's like, Roy's always been a pain in the ass. 
Like, it's kind of what's annoying about his character. Um, and so, like, Robin's like, I'm fucking done with this. He's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna give up my identity or whatever. And he like dips out. And that's when Wally's like, hey, yo, we're all friends here, right? You know, and he's like, yeah, you'll be back, right? And he's like, maybe, I don't know. And then Robin takes off. And uh, that's when we go to a warehouse somewhere in Metropolis. And we see a shadowy figure trying out new recruits because they want to make a better Teen Titans. And uh, we meet a guy that can make luck kind of happen he can he says he can affect probability yeah. but not like win the lottery but yeah. i'm pretty good at it and the guy's like next and he fucking just like hits him with freaking lightning it yeah like. um you think this is like a shazam type character weather I'm, wizard i'm gonna think um because uh mark wade lights to pull from uh some random wacky characters um back in the day um if you look uh he was introduced i believe in the uh series 52 not new 52 but there was Mm -hmm. a series it was called countdown 52 um black adam had a lover wife significant other named isis Mm -hmm. and she had a younger brother um and I believe they called him. Uh, a, I, I I don't know if this was his exact name, but I think the joke was it was Black Adam Jr. Basically. Oh, okay. And I think that's who this is. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I have no idea, but uh, it was a fun read. You know, Mark Wade. The one thing he does good is the world's finest stuff. So, yeah. uh, very interesting. Um, and I'm interested to see where that's going to go. Although I don't want to keep getting a bunch of different. It seems like Mark Wade is building his own world with Finest. And I'm like, well, there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on, too. And you kind of blended your stuff into reality already with that Batman versus Robin story. So, like, are we going to keep getting flashback stories? Or, like, because that's what it feels like a lot of these things are, you know? So, I'm kind of curious on where we're going with that. But uh, moving on. Oh, the one thing I do want to point out is uh, DC's promoting this new Hot Girl book like crazy this week with yeah. all of these things. Uh, I will say shout out to James Gunn for actually making hot girl a Latina in DCU because a lot of people don't understand that she's a Latina. So well, it's, it's really stupid because there was a post that I saw again, just people being stupid. Yeah. Um, was like, Oh, I guess hot girl is a Mexican now. It's, it's, yeah. uh, uh, and they were like, Oh, it's, uh, uh, changing genders is going to be, or no changing, uh ethnicity what did they say it was something really really stupid yeah um but they were complaining that they hired a mexican to be hot girl yeah and what what we all laughed about is the picture that they showed was from the animated series i was like you dumbasses yeah the person who voiced that that character is mexican yeah. uh the post is right here it says uh that exact cock uh says here Hawk girl gonna be a Latina now. The ginger ginger uh, side mm-hmm. because it's uh she's a redhead in yeah. the animated series. The ginger side continues. Yeah, and then somebody uh, quote tweeted it and said that exact Hawk girl adaptation that you specifically posted was played by a Latina voice actress. You dumbass. Yeah, 
<laughs> a lot of people forget that character is a Latina. So, um, you know, granted, they did have that horrible cover with her eating burritos or whatever during Latina Heritage Month. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's there's that. But moving on, shout out to James Gunn for that. I forgot to mention it. But anyways, moving on to the first manga of the two we have, the Joker story. Now, Clay, I don't know what you thought of this Joker story, but it it feels like Japan doesn't really understand the characters too well. I don't know how you felt about it. Or if you kind of just read it as a whatever kind of thing. So I I don't take it too seriously. Okay. Because um, I also know that um, Marvel um, mm-hmm. did some uh, recently uh, collaborated content for for manga as well with like spider-man and dr strange and stuff and i haven't had the chance to read it yet but i'm gonna assume that they're gonna be the exact same as this where it's just like hey we're gonna take the characters and try to be like that but just do it in our art style yeah um because the art the joker looks clean i like the design for the joker yeah uh i think he looks pretty cool um but the story overall was really nothing. Yeah, it's basically we found out how Batman became a baby. He basically got reverse jokered. Instead of turning into a psychopath, he regenerated into a child after falling into a vat. Yeah. Um, and Joker was there because he was fighting Joker. And he was like, oh, I'll take care of this baby now. Nobody else can. But and and he says like, oh, I'll make you the best Dark Knight yeah. because one of the big things is like when he throws him into the vat, he says like, oh no, I'm gonna be bored without you. Like, let me go save you. Um, and so when he sees that he's a baby, he's like, oh well, like I'm still gonna be bored, but now I can train you to be the best Batman, and we yeah. can you know duel it out again once you're older, type of thing. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I really noticed, um. This is the chapter one in most mangas. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at a chapter one, they are 50 plus pages long. Yeah, this is only like a measly like 20 something pages. So yeah. I feel like we're missing a lot of what could grab the audience if they read this book. Yeah, because the whole joke here, too, is like he's changing his diaper and he's like, oh, I bought the big ones. And he's like, oh, I, I used one. Now I can't return them. And I'm just like. I could feel that as being goofy manga stuff, but like it's weird when it's the Joker, right? Like, cause manga knows how to do evil, creepy ass villains. So Joker being like the main protagonist is kind of weird. Well, and, and that's another thing too. There's, there's different types of mangas. You have yeah. your comedy centered mm-hmm. mangas, like your one punch man. Yeah. Your, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of, of, something specific uh that that are is widely known by the by the general audience um yeah comedy wise i'm not too sure um but god damn i don't have a lot of comedy in my collection here jesus christ um but yeah like it it, it's you have those types of mangas it's Mm -hmm. not unheard of and so it that doesn't bother me it's the fact that there's not a whole lot to grab me this was such a quick read. Yeah. Um, one thing that people will come to learn if they if they start reading manga is 
there is less detail mm-hmm. and no colors. So it's not like you're having to look at the entire page for like yeah. hey, to, to really consume a whole lot. You're really just reading and, and taking a glance at the at the panels. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And the one thing that bothered me about this, of course, we're reading it digitally, so it, it might be different if this actually is published uh, physically. Mm-hmm. But the panel reading for manga is correct, where it goes from right to left. Yeah. But you're moving the pages uh, from left to right, yeah, which is yeah, yeah. incorrect. But yeah. in the other book that we read, uh, Justice Buster, the writing is from left to right. Yeah. And so it, it's confusing. It would be confusing to a lot of people if they purchased both of these books and they're like, hey, which one is the correct order? You know? Yeah. Um, so I think they need to focus on that a whole lot, too. Uh, but overall... I think I'm going to stick with this Joker story because the the cliffhanger of like, oh, no, I I uh, bought the wrong size of diapers. It's a funny gimmick. Mm-hmm. And so I can I can be like, OK, that's the kind of humor that I could expect from this. I want to see more from it. Um, usually for me, I let a, a, a manga go for at least five to ten chapters before I'm like, eh, I'm not I'm not going to read anymore. Um, and so I think that would be a fair trade, but the thing is, usually with this type of stuff, um, on the uh manga app Shonen Jump or mm-hmm. Viz, it's weekly, like, yeah, I'm not sure if we're getting this weekly, you know. No, there's no way. Um, I don't know, Clay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going through Justice Buster right now, and I feel like it goes from right to left. Is it from right to left? Did I read it wrong the entire time and it still made sense? Yeah, well, well, if we just jump to that right now, this book was fucking fast to read. Yes, it, was it was 44 pages and maybe 10 of them have dialogue. So like, and here's the thing. This felt more like Batman, though. Yeah. You know, like they kept Batman very stoic. He didn't say a lot of words and it was a lot of action. And I was just like, OK, maybe Japan can get Batman down. And so I actually enjoyed Justice Buster more than the Joker story. Um, But I get the vibe that it reads from right to left. But, I mean, you don't have too many options to perfect that because there's not a lot of, you know. I guess guess you're right. I guess you're right. Again, it was late when I was reading this. So, I, I, you know, whatever. So, Justice Buster, I actually really like the concept because we have a Batman that has an Alfred – but he doesn't have a Robin, but he created an AI Robin to help him with his gadgets. Yeah. And so we find out that he's chasing down Firefly. Uh, there is this kid who I can already assume is going to be the future Robin, right? Because they, he, we kind of hint that he lost his parents because like this grandfather is fixing the watch or his uncle is fixing this watch. And he's like, oh, this was a, you know, an heirloom of your father's. Like, I have to fix it for you. And this kid is like, oh, hey, look, uh, uncle, that weird bat light is in the sky again. And that's when we see Batman, you know, uh, chasing down Firefly. Looks great in black and white. Uh, We've kind of seen this before in, you know, Future's End. Um, And so, like, I don't know. There's just all this amazing action. There's this cool 
kind of like Black Panther type moment with Batman where he's jumping through smoke and he has his hands kind of like how Black Panther does with the claws and like they're in the X kind of formation. And um, he's chasing uh, across rooftops. Doesn't have a cape, by the way. Um, Or at least it doesn't in a lot of these panels. He doesn't have a cape because he's wearing like a kind of like a what do they call it? Exoskeleton suit type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, we find out that Batman, um, there's a moment when he shoots his grappling hook when he's chasing and the function is blocked and he starts falling from the sky and he's able to, you know, capture, he's able to uh, find out a way to save himself and he grappling hooks or whatever. And he ends up, you know, this is when he has the cape. So I don't know if the cape comes out when he needs it to. Like, it's kind of weird. I think it does. I think it's... uh. I guess it would help with like aerodynamic and like drag. Yeah. So if he's running, the cape would like slow him down, right? Yeah. And so like he only needs it when he's needing to glide. So I I like that function. I think that is really really cool. Uh, Because it does come out where he kind of saves himself. We do see uh, him talking to Firefly. He's like, "Oh, hey, Batman, if you would actually maintain your, you know, they're kind of talking about equipment here, which I think is funny. And they're like, if you would know how to maintain your equipment." Um, you know, you wouldn't have failed back there. And Batman has a booby trap that Firefly doesn't know about. It captures him, and he's all like, I don't need any advice from you. Like, I maintain my devices. And this is when uh, he's getting a system reboot on his whole stuff. You know, we see that. And then he goes back to his house is where we see Alfred for the first time. Bruce is taking off his helmet, and he goes to the computer, and we find out it's named Robin. The AI is named Robin, which I think is cool. And he starts having a conversation with Robin. He's like, tell me while my grappling hook failed. And we learned that the AI made its own decision to be like, well, there was actually explosives on that that you were about to grab. And if you would have grabbed it, it would have exploded. It would have put you in a worse situation than you were in. And the debris could have killed humans. And so Batman's like, that's some fucking good decision making right there. And Alfred is just like, um... He made you could have de- died. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he made a decision for you. And he's like, but it was the right one. And I made this guy. So Bruce is kind of being a little arrogant. Yeah. And, and the the AI, Robin, does say like, oh, uh, Alfred, you have nothing to worry about because there was a 97.7% chance that you would have, you know, been able to save yourself. Yeah. And so yeah. you're you're in the clear, basically. And so, um, and Alfred's like, so there was a, you know, you went with a higher probability. When I read this, I was like, this is iRobot. It's whole Brother re- I. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, like, I don't know if you remember iRobot the movie with Will Smith. Like, yeah. the whole reason why he hated robots was because they saved him over a child because had, he had a higher probability. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is fucking iRobot. So Bruce is all giddy. And the robot's like, oh, I need those upgrades to be better. And he's like, I'll get you those upgrades. And so Alfred's kind of like, what, yo, bro, did you not watch Terminator? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> and so I, you know, as uh, this was all kind of cool. I like this. You know, Alfred's kind of like, you know, very weary of the whole situation. And we kind of get a hint because Bruce is like, I need a partner. And this is my partner. You know what I mean? And then you turn the page and then there's this kid that's watching the, the light in the sky, which I'm pretty sure we that's going to end up being Robin, I Robin, assume, yeah. because this AI is probably going to let him down in some way. And so he's going to know I can't trust this. 
then do we get pretty boy Gordon? I think so. They make Gordon look like fucking fucking he's a model over here with this fancy ass hair. He's got the trench coat and uh, he's looking up at the sky and he's just like, don't make me laugh. Are we going to get fucking like this is either this is either pretty boy, pretty boy Gordon or this is Harvey Dent. Interesting. Like Uh, if he's if he's a part of the D.A., like a newbie in the D.A. and he sees the bat signal. He's like, yeah. don't make me laugh. Like this, this, this vigilante is causing problems in our city. Yeah, interesting. Because he didn't have a mustache, so maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But maybe this is a different type of Gordon, right? So, um, but he, the trench coat kind of made me think it was Gordon. So, I will say for an anime adaptation of Batman, this one was pretty interesting. It gave me yeah. a reason to like, okay, I like the concept. Uh, it felt like Batman. And I'm I I want to see where the story is going to go more so than the Joker one. Um, I don't. Did you read the Superman one? Uh, I, I have not had the chance yeah. to read it yet. No, I haven't read that either. I just saw like he's eating like a big old bowl of ramen. Like I was like, okay, he's going to be Goku. I feel like he's going to be like crazy pit of just eating everything. Um, but I don't know if that's what happened. I just saw a couple pages. But overall, I thought this was kind of cool. Um, I'm curious if this is going to continue and how long it'll continue for. Um, I don't know if they give them a certain amount of time to do X amount, but you know, if it is like straight mangaka's doing this, I'm, I, I, you would think that they're going to churn them out like crazy, but I don't know if DC wants to pay for that. I wonder if it's, uh, if it was like, Hey, this is going to be a one volume thing. So just write until the story ends type of thing. Uh, or if it is an ongoing project uh that would be very interesting yeah um god damn i just got an email saying that uh clay man is gonna have commissions for uh, yeah comic-con and i look down and it says <laughs> head sketch head sketch 650 black and white inks only god 12 spots available damn torso gray grayscale slash spot color copies 12 spots available 1250 and if you want full figure background and color copies only three spots available 3850 all right so 3850 times let's think of the rest of the page uh being times three so 3850 times three and then multiply that by how long is a comic book 30 uh 22 pages about 20 to 22 pages all right so multiply that by 22 let's see yeah. how much money it would cost juice to uh get those next issues yeah of, uh, those well, in issues. I, I technically only need to pay him for the black and white and then i need to pay what's his face to do the colors technically okay so let's let's subtract 400 for the yeah for the inks so 34 50 so 3450 times 3 times 22 that's only $227,000. <laughs> There's you know? no way he gets paid that much. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, that's insane. That means he'd be a millionaire just doing backcat. Um <laughs> There's just no way. That's crazy. I wonder how much he would charge though, like genuinely. 
He's probably not going to be on the floor. And honestly, I don't know what Clayman looks like. Uh, I think I've maybe seen him uh, with like his, double before. Like beauty I'm double. pretty sure all of his accounts just have his art as yeah. his profile pic. So I don't know what he looks like either. Yeah, I want to say I've probably seen him before in an interview, but I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, that is it for the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, episode 200. If you lasted this long into the podcast and you're not subscribed on YouTube, go subscribe because again, we are going to start putting out content on the Batman News Weekly YouTube channel. So definitely go support and, uh, yeah, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know maybe what you want to see on the channel going forward. Uh, podcast is always going to happen. So podcast ain't changing. We're still doing that. Uh, no worries. But uh, that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen, as always. Oh, Clay, do you got anything going on this week, man? I know there's Star Wars. Uh, this week on Star Wars Alliance, we did break down the trailer that we were talking about earlier in this nice. podcast. So go check that out. We are on the road to prepare ourselves for the Ahsoka series. So we are reviewing every season of Rebels. And we're also going to be talking about books that introduce uh, the character of Thrawn as well. Uh, so uh, be on the lookout for all of that. Thrawn's uh, so the blue guy, out. right? Yes, he is the blue he, guy that showed up in the trailer. Did you think he looked like Elon Musk? Because <laughs> he looks like blue Elon Musk. Oh, man. No, you should you should look at, uh, type in, in on your phone or on your computer, mm. type in Star Wars Rebels and then write mm. Thrawn. T-H-R-A. Oh, I've seen the guy. I've, I've seen him before, so, but and, the live action one. But the crazy like. thing is, that is the voice actor. Oh, that's cool. So for for us, we've had this discussion on Star Wars Alliance. We're thinking like, okay, he did a good voice, but he may not be the right actor to play him. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's just a really odd choice. Like his hairstyle is different. His like face structure and everything is just so like immensely different from what they portrayed mm-hmm. onto the cartoon. So it, it's been a really big topic of debate for sure. Interesting. That's pretty cool, though, because that's, I think, what a lot of voice actors have wanted over time. Um, but, yeah, I wonder if it'll be real. Um, but he looks like blue Elon Musk. So interesting stuff. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have started streaming on Kick. I am currently doing an experiment where I'm going to do at least 30 streams on Kick. Uh, and I'm trying to get to 75 followers. So if you got a Kick account and you want to go watch uh, the live stream, Definitely go do that. I am streaming more. Going to try to stream three to four times a week if possible. Um, so I will be posting those uh, dates and things that I'm doing as well in the Discord. So definitely go follow the Discord as well. But that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. And remember, Batman is awesome. Batman!